What's going on, fans? My name's Josh. I'm here with Matt. What's up, guys? Today we're going to talk about a lot of things DC. This is a strictly DC episode today, um, as far as our main topic. DC Zone. The DC Zone. Um, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about uh, DC TV shows. And then we're going to talk about Batman. The most awesome man on the Absolutely. Everybody wants to be Batman, right? So, um, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the, most importantly, uh, the recasting show. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So, Matt, what do we have other news today? So other news today, we're staying in the DC lane, of course. Um, I think this is a very interesting approach that DC is going with now. With this, They have a stable of uh, animated shorts coming out, which I'm excited about because they're bringing out a guy that I just love. A guy that I read when I was younger. We haven't seen much from this guy. I think the last content written for him was like in the early 90s and it was very, very small. Um, but, uh, it is the, the leader of the easy company, the one and only Sergeant Rock, baby. I like the callback to easy company because, uh, yeah. uh very much World War II, yes, um, completely, Shira, completely. Uh, yeah, um, airborne, um, uh, easy company. It's very cool. Yeah. So, um, they're bringing Sergeant Rock, which is, which I just, I mean, the books from back then were obviously World War II based. I mean, they all were most of the books that I read and there's a ton, I mean, there's tons of content from that period of time. I've always found them hyperly interesting. Very, very good. I mean, they were good writing, good storytelling. You know, some of it was contextual into the times and different things like that. But for the most part, um, that was one that I always gravitated towards for sure. It started with, uh, I think his first his first appearance was in um, an old old book called GI Combat, and then the one that I remember him being in was Our Army at War, is what started it, and then at that point, then he went to his own standalone books. But um, he's great, and um, I think that uh, the, what DC is going to do is these are all animated shorts mm-hmm. coming. Oh, oh, a big point that I think we need to acknowledge is that the where Sergeant Rock is from. Where is, Sar- where is Sergeant Rock from? I'm going to give you a guess where you might think he might be from. Well, I, mean, I would get we're in South Carolina, so I'd guess South Carolina. No. He's oh. from the Steel City, Pittsburgh, oh, okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah, that makes sense, too. So that only makes sense that he's a badass. <laughs> okay? So. Is it badass? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> so, but anyways, I think that they. this is a character that has bothered me. And I've gone to comic book shops numerous times, and I've asked about this, and they always try to point me towards Howling Commandos, which I still enjoyed Howling Commandos, but, I mean, it's not Sergeant Rock, right? So I've always asked for more Sergeant Rock, and you can buy, like, the bound volumes online and stuff like that, but a lot of comic book shops don't carry much of it. And if they do, it's very limited, and they're charging, you know, a pretty pity for, you know, a couple issues. So... Um, if you can get your hand to those bound volumes, I recommend it. I think you, everybody would enjoy the read. The writing was really good. Um, and again, it, it's contextual. So I think, I think it is a good piece. But what I find really interesting is DC has, uh, as the DC universe continues to grow, which is what they're, they're in a growth mode. They're taking this opportunity 
to take these animated shorts and start putting them out there, I think it's one is a, like a litmus test to see, is this going to be interesting to people? Are people going to be vested in this? And it's much easier, I think, to gauge someone's interest through an animated short than it is to let's get live action and, and like spend the budget, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not just doing that with Sergeant Rock. They're bringing in Adam Strange, the Phantom Strangler. And these DC shorts are definitely like... I guess would say, you know, I'm passionate about Sergeant Rock, but obviously the rest of America is not as passionate as I am or else he wouldn't have, you know, it's, he would still be written about today. But I think that it's going to be a way to test the waters to see, can we do something else with this? Because they're, they're properties, right? So it's not like they're going to be able to go out and say, hey, does this work? This doesn't work or whatever it is. And I think that you're going to find that Sergeant Rock's going to resonate. I think you're going to see more from that, and I ho- I just hope that it continues. There's always buzz about a movie, yeah, you know, which I was excited about, but um, and they had different people that always said, oh, this could be this, could be this, could be this, or whatever. And I knew that. I mean, there was nothing real. There was no substance behind any of that. Really, it was just talk. So, but I think that is a very interesting approach. I think it's a strong approach. It's a smart approach by them yeah. to be able to go down that road. And it's something that I can think that we'll continue to see. These are going to start launching no, this year. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be into 2020. So I don't know if it's going to be more towards the end of the year. I'm not sure. I don't think we have official release dates yet for these. So are they going to do like an episodic release or is it going to be like a, it's a, it's a, a one it's shot? A, it's a one shot. It's a one shot. It's a one shot DC short animated series. Or not series, but shorts. Animated shorts. Gotcha. So that's it. But the other one that they're going to be doing... Um, as well, which I think is just going to be able to capture um, other folks that maybe you're like, oh, I like this. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching Sergeant Rock. You're going to continue to watch this collage of DC shorts, right? So you have a collage coming up. You're going to see The Strange. You're going to see Adam Strange, The Strangler, and those type of things. And you're going to say, oh, you keep watching them. And then I think at the end, and I, and I don't know the order of these releases, but the very end is going to be Death in the Family. And that, I think, might be the way they think. If this is successful and we get these people on board for those first one, two, three, fours, right? Yeah. And I think there's another one in the mix, too, that I might be missing. But you get the death in the family. Yeah. That's that's solid gold. Yeah. That's solid. That that story is solid gold. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they've kind of done that with the um, uh, Bad Blood, or not Bad Blood movie. Was it the Bad Blood movie? The, or no, under the Red Hood, yeah, animated movie, mm-hmm. yeah, and they they yep. told the the end story of um of uh, a death in the family, and then kind of jumped off of that into exactly. the Red Hood, yeah. So you know, it's whenever you talked about there being a, a death in the family movie coming up uh, previously, yeah, you know, that's immediately the first thing that my mind went to is that hey, haven't they ever done this before? But no, it's I mean it. It would be a very. It's. I'm excited to like actually dive into that and yeah and uh, get the full, um, the full story, the prelogue to the uh, uh, under the red hood. Yeah, and but that's one of those comic books. It's like a lot of books that that we read comic book wise. It's like they're interesting. They're 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 good and mm-hmm. whatever. The writing in this and the development oh, yeah. and the construction of Death in the Family is so. It's just so solid. All the way through, you can't miss with this. I mean, if unless they really screw this up, which I doubt they'll do, 
Because with animation, you can pretty much stay close to the page. Yeah. And I think at this point, we talk about trying to, you know, bring more more than just the page when you talk about movies. But in animated shorts, this is that opportunity to bring you into that piece that's going to give you that knowledge. So when you see those characters outside of this realm, you have that additional knowledge that makes you appreciate them more. And I think that the more that they can keep sprinkling that little fairy dust on everybody the better they're going to be. And that, I think, is going to be a home run. And I cannot... And oh, here's another one I thought about, too. Yeah. So DC Shorts, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, what else can we do? Some other guys, like we're bringing up some guys, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, okay, the Phantom Strangler, Adam Strangler, who are these guys? Jonah Hex. Not they get yet. a movie. They yeah, get they a movie. movie. Uh, I don't think it did very well. It didn't do very well, no. Yeah. It didn't do very well. But the books were good. Yeah. And I think that that, that contextually, like those books... Like the western, that that western type of feel and everything. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great genre. And again, there's that a was, whole genre yeah. of that western books that are out there that that just haven't really been resurrected. And I and it's you yeah. know I think that on the tales of Red Dead Redemption two, and, yeah. and the fan base that you have with those, you can start bleeding over a little bit maybe into bringing some more western fans in, yeah. possibly. And again, I mean, I'm just making the association. If you play video games, you may like comics. I mean, it's a stretch, but I mean, it's a likelihood. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a stereotype, but I think it's a very well-deserved stereotype. Most people that like comics like video games Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, but that's but, just a character I thought was is a really cool dude, and I really would like to see that be a DC short, and hopefully they do that. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're talking about Westerns. Um, you know, there's... There's been a gap. The last Western that I can think of that like was even remotely within the um, the spectrum of Westerns was, uh, well, I guess, like, Hateful Eight and stuff has been out recently. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, we, we're not too far off that, but, I mean, there's definitely a gap in there. So, I mean, I, But you're talking, but Hateful Eight wasn't superhero-based or wasn't, no, 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 you know. But, but, I mean, but yeah. as far as quality Westerns. Westerns, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't I matter. Mean, you can 310 take, to Yuma, you got yeah. a couple like couple mixed in there. I mean, yeah. you could even throw the one with Caprio with the, the bear or what the hell oh, it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Um, Redemption yeah, or yeah, whatever, whatever it was. But, yeah, that was more of a Settlers movie or whatever. But, I mean, you had the Alamo not that long ago, too, which yeah. is a Western. But that that kind of was a little bit of a stinker, too. It wasn't yeah. what it really... It was decent. I mean, I mean, did you see the Alamo? Uh, no, I saw the original, but nothing. Not, not the one the, with Billy Bob Thornton no. and Dennis Quaid and no. stuff. I think it was interesting. I mean, it was good. I mean, it, it showed truly, I guess, what happened and so forth. But, but I think that, you know... Everything goes cyclically, right? So it's like if you see one yeah. studio release a solid Western, if Columbia puts one out, Sony's going to put one out. Yeah. You know, MGM's going to put one out, and it's yeah. just it's like a cycle. Yeah, but so. I mean, we've we've had enough. I mean, we've had breathing room to where it's yeah cyclically oh, to where it yeah. can come back again. So oh, I think it can come back. I think yeah. it can come back and it can come back strong too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What else you got? Well, that's really my biggest, that's my biggest, like, just flash news, because I think the other things we were, we were touching on, we're going to get more into a deeper detail on, but, um, again, we're trying to stick with just DC, and um, I think those are the uh, strong ones. Oh, the other quick DC note, I mean, again, it's just minor, but um, DC comic books that are out right now, too, mm-hmm. um, the, the one, the Batman, the, the Batman. The Batman Who Laughs. Oh, yeah. dude, so good. Yeah. 
That is phenomenal. Only three. I'm only three issues in, and I think that the fourth has probably been out, but I haven't got my bag yet from the store. So yeah. I'll get it probably this Saturday. Um, that is so good, dude. It is. It is, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. No. But it truly, it truly brings you almost to the edge of your seat because it it, it takes you to a point that. Batman does. Batman always takes you to that point, you know what I mean, where, you know, Batman's beat down, Batman's this, and Batman's that, and he always manages to come back. And he's in a situation right now where it does not look good. Yeah. And I mean, when I say it doesn't look good, I'm saying it doesn't look good from a guy that's read a ton of Batman that yeah. can tell you right now that he's been in some serious BS, you yeah. know what I mean? And he's been able to manage his way out. This one's taking all of his detective steals, all of his, all of his, you know, might to be able to escape this one, and and this character pulls over from the metal series, and there's a one shot that they did, which was initial release part of metal that focused and gave the genesis of this character, which I would recommend that if you go to read this book that you read that first because it's going to give you more, even more perspective. They developed the character in um, the first issue. But that character in the standalone, it really, really resonates and brings it more. It will make you appreciate it that much more. But I'm telling you, I don't recommend comics like it's a must-read. That's yeah. a must-read. That's yeah. a must-read. So, But other than that, I mean, short news other than that, I, I, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, I got a couple things. Speaking all right. Of, uh, what do you got? Speaking of comics, yeah. um, not, not DC-related at all, but um, Jonathan. Wait, this is a DC episode. Yeah, no, no, okay. other news. We'll we'll do other things. The, right. the big points that. Well, then I want to talk about Vader now. But okay, no, <laughs> no go. So um, the the this past week we've we've learned about uh, John Jonathan Hickman, um, who's wrote wrote a bunch of things for Marvel, um, that have actually been able to uh, have been adapted for, uh, the the silver screen. Um, he's written a bunch of Fantastic Four. Um, he's done some Nick Fury. He's done. Um, uh, Legion of Monsters for for Marvel. Um, he's done the Shang Chi uh, thing that's that's most likely getting adapted. Um, Can't wait for that. Deadpool. Um, he's he's done uh, he's done a bunch of things. So yeah. um, he's he's uh, doing now um, a variation of X Men. Mm. So um, X Men the universe as the as we've known it for X Men. Uh, is currently ending um, and then they're bringing them all t- together in a way that's fresh and new um, and uh, in some sort of way kind of like a, a secret wars way to where they're existing kind of aside from every, everyone else within the MC or within the Marvel um, universe so separate from the 616 and they will be brought back over at some point at least as thought um, uh, after John I think it's a whole of them back into the 616 or merge somehow. So That's interesting. Yeah, it really so, is. So, again, yeah. a lot of stuff that's been adapted for movies by Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. It seems like he's at least attempting to go that road. I Marvel had Marvel had releases of X-Men for the rest of the year that they've canceled. Yes, you're right. Yeah, now. that's a good point. It's a good point to bring up right now. You're correct. Yes. So, it seems like it seems like those um, storylines are are being uh, are being primed to be adapted within the MCU once that they bring 
um, over the X-Men. So, I mean, it seems like maybe we've got a few more years. And then um, once the the X-Men Dark Phoenix and X-Men New Mutants have had a cooling off period, they'll reintroduce X-Men and then bring them over into the, the 616. So, so, or the MCU 616. Now, what are we talking young, full Fresh. grown X Men? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, House okay. of M and Powers of X, which are going to be the lines that, yeah. um, that Hickman's working on, will be released um, in July. Well, what I like about we'll what you just July. said, though, is that he had, I mean, anybody that can write Deadpool, yeah. I, I like that because they yeah. can, that's going to bring that piece that I think is important. And, that, and if we can bring that to the X-Men, and I, I don't know how long he wrote on Deadpool, but if he wrote... Uh, it was just one issue. One. I think it was it was a crossover between Shang-Chi. But, I mean, he's done... So that's old, secret... though. That's, like, from the 70s? Uh, 80s? Shang-Chi and Deadpool, an annual race uh, to benefit various and sundry evil organizations and also the homeless. Now with beer and hot dogs. <laughs> well anyway i mean i think i i like that i mean at least if he if he touched deadpool i'm good yeah so i mean he's done like i said he's done a bunch of stuff he did um infinity he did infinity avengers yeah um he did uh the secret wars yeah um which are um what, what we're kind of moving towards for yeah. the uh mcu so i mean it's it's definitely you know i I, I have a feeling that he's got a very good contract. He's going to get lots of royalties off the MCU adaptations. Sure. I just think it's... I mean, you're right. Because right now, there's that opportunity to... Let's get let's get Phoenix over with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right? we did. And then it's going to be like, hello, shank claws out. Let's just go, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I there's definitely going to be happen. like a... Yeah. I mean, Kevin Feige did a AMA um, session on Reddit this past week and he was already getting like tons of X-Men questions about when are you going to bring the X-Men to the MCU things like that you know ask me anything for Kevin Feige was ask me anything but I'm not going to answer everything um, on that that session so Hood, wing, 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 yeah <laughs> so he definitely he, he avoided those questions like the Black Plague but after that um, he brought in uh, they, they did ask some intelligible questions that he did answer um, most uh not most, but but one of the interesting things that he talked about was the Mandarin, um, and to, uh, Iron Man two, yeah. um, we saw the Mandarin, yeah, uh, or a version of the Mandarin, right? right. So the actor, um, they did a one off um, for that. Uh, they did a stand like a a one off shot or a one shot uh, Marvel one shot, which is available on um, YouTube right now. But it was originally packaged within the Thor: The Dark World comic of the mandarin so they took that character of the mandarin oh, okay okay um the actor um who was who was in prison at the time of this it was after iron man 2 um and then somebody comes to grab him out um and introduce him to the real mandarin so there's actually the the comic book mandarin oh, exists within mcu gosh, yeah. okay um in which they're he's going to introduce that he said that somebody asked him when they're going to if he's going to introduce the mandarin at some point and Kevin Feige simply answered yes. Mm. So, um, seems like he's got uh, plans for that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool to see him in Shang-Chi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that's definitely the most speculated thing. Um, you know, I'd 
Uh, I don't know if they'll do a Fu Manchu uh, line off the top, top, but uh, it would be cool if they kind of save that kind of like a um, I'm, I'm still Doctor not sure Strange. about the rights on Fu Manchu though, because yeah. Fu Manchu the rights resided with somebody else. Yeah, and that's why Marvel had to create this other. They wrote a comic or basically mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like when they got that. They created it and said, oh, that was a fake identity. The person's really this. And that that way they got out of the copyright issue. Yeah. So I don't know if that copyright still exists. Yeah. And if it does, it might be a problem. Yeah. But I don't... But this I mean, is a good way to get out of it's it. It's a good way to get out of it completely. I mean, yeah. It retcons a character that, that yeah. has existed within the MCU. And those people that have seen the one, right. one shot and those people that follow as closely are definitely mm-hmm. going to get some nostalgia off of that. Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's really good. One more thing um, in other news that I've got for you. Uh, CBS All Access has announced a new Star Trek series. Nice. Um, Jean-Luc Picard is now going to be in Star Trek Picard. So wait a minute. So they're doing the the one that they have now, which is on the second season. Yeah. And now they're bringing Jean-Luc back. Uh, In a separate series. Different one. Are they ending the, the, the other one? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're just doing two. That's uh, awesome. So the dude. other one, the other one. Uh, so they're basically going to take this property and like milk it for all it's worth. Kind Which, of. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because I I really did like I I watched the first season and I'm starting the second season right now with Star Trek on CBS. I like it. I think yeah, it's good. I, I think the quality's on. pretty good. I think the writing's pretty decent. Characters are good. I mean, I like the one lady that that plays the Michael character who's from Walking Dead. She's good. And I think that the captain that they have, he's good too. I forget his name, but um, I'm bad with names. I apologize to everybody, <laughs> but when you see them, you'll recognize them. But anyways, you know she's from The Walking Dead. He's from um, I forget it. But anyways, doesn't matter. Immaterial. But anyways, that's great if they do that because I mean mm-hmm. he's great. Yeah. So it's it's set to take place in uh, twenty uh, twenty three ninety nine, which is two dec two decades after Star Trek Nemesis. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Like, like, give me Star Wars dates. I'm yeah. good. Okay, so Don't Star give Trek. Me Star Trek dates. I am like horrible. Horf- sure. So the 2009 property of uh, Star Trek uh, 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 Nemesis. Yes. Uh, took place in 2387. 2387. Okay. And now we're taking place. The new series is gonna be taking place in 2399. Okay. So there's still going to be some ripple effects from that yeah. that will that will carry over into yeah. this. Yeah, they'll have a lot of good. space to be able to. I mean, granted, they've got things like Star Trek Discovery and um, some but, of the, and with again, the guy from Quantum Leap uh, and some of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got a uh, they've got some filling in to do that they or that they could do with with John Luke Picard and where he's been at things like that. Well, when but, what they which you probably don't know this because you're not a Trekkie, but what date was his original appearance in? Uh, I don't know. I was. My point is, like, uh, I mean, he's coming back as the same character, right? Yeah, I mean, it must have been, like, the 90s. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, Patrick not 90. Stewart. I mean, not 1990s. I mean, Star Trek years. Oh, uh, Star Trek years? No, I don't know. Yeah. And so that, I'm just wondering how they're going to make that continuity fit. Not that it really matters because he's great. I mean, that actually was one of the... He was really, yeah, really good. No, I think that... He's he's definitely my favorite captain in all of the Star Trek um, he, series over so far. Kirk? Yeah, I like I like I like the Shatner. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I like Picard over Kirk. No, I can't do that. I'm a Kirk guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I appreciate the differences and the nuances, and I think he plays a great part. He's really, yeah. really good. But just, I don't know. My, I guess I'm a homer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a homer on that one. I'm going to go Captain Kirk original. I'm going OG, baby. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Kirk. I just, I like the, the personality of... Um, of Patrick Stewart a little bit better. The personality Kirk. is great. Yeah, that's the, he was in the one with Data, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Data. the guy with the little uh, thing on his eyeballs that did yeah. the reading thing uh, on ABC or like Green Rainbow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Green Rainbow guy. And the, oh, that one chick that was the uh, psychologist lady. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah, same same series with uh, Whoopi Goldberg on it. Where okay, she played. that was a mistake. They should have said no. They should have put her in a pod and shot her out of the window. Uh, I mean, this was the time of. And then shot her again with a photon. What was the nun movie that she did? I mean, that was pretty good. Uh, Not really. Uh, Okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm not a Whoopi fan. Anyways, so let's move on. (laughs) That's it for uh, other news. That's all I've got. Uh, That's good, Josh. I I mean, I did not not know that. Yeah, I know. I I surprised you a little bit. That's awesome. I I like that a lot. Because I will watch that because I'm enjoying the other one right now. Yeah, I'll save that one for you. Um, So uh, let's talk about Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn's doing it. Um, I've got a couple of mixed feelings about James Gunn doing this, plus uh, working on Guardians 3 kind of around the same time. It seems like... Um, whenever people do this, plus he's got the Brightburn thing or Brightburn thing coming out. Um, that's in the can, though. So that's out. That's yeah, out. that's in the can. But I mean, he was he's he's been working simultaneously yeah. on multiple things at once. It seems like whenever people do these things, that one thing um, kind of falters uh, and and sacrifice to the rest of the stuff. Yeah. So um, well, one thing I will say, Josh, on that is I read an article and they were interviewing him. Mm-hmm directly and they said to him they talked about they actually brought up that point what mm-hmm. you just said exactly which is a which is a very valid, very valid point. point yeah it's a valid valid point he said at least i think so i said it <laughs> exactly so they said they asked him these questions and they said in his basic response in the nutshell was basically that when he was writing the suicide squad's like script or whatever the mm-hmm. script the script yeah that it flowed and came so easily and it was so natural that he just the process that he went through when he when he was working on that was just effortless in a sense. Okay. So I mean that and he but but the other thing that he mentioned too is that he's not focusing on the same Suicide Squad that we saw before. Oh yeah. So he's going back because the New Fifty Two is the New Fifty Two, which was the relaunch of yeah. DC was what he focused on like i mean it's not him but the earlier suicide squad focused on that piece and now he's going back to that 80s piece cool and that's where his wheelhouse is you see it in guardians because guardians 2 was an 80s piece right so yeah i don't know about this because the this wasn't the first within the comics the the current lineup that we've got wasn't the first lineup of guardians it was it was the first lineup was yondu um it was the character that uh, that Sylvester Stallone played in Guardians Two, um, along with the rest of his yeah. crew, were the the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and then right. then Peter Quill, yeah. Star Lord, the rest of them came on later. Um, but it wasn't, you know. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure the dates that that happened, but I know it was later. 
than than that. It was definitely later in the eighties. So well, I, yeah, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. That, I mean, I didn't read. I read a, when the new Fifty Two came out. There was so much to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read a ton. Oh yeah, that's one I did not go to because you know what? I didn't read it before. Yeah, like I said, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it again. I think Guardians was was picked off the heat because they had all the rights to it, and that's why they did it. So I, yeah. I still think that. I Don't think, get me wrong. Guardians has been very successful. Oh yeah, and they've got good characters, and they do all that. But the original Guardians was probably like one of my favorite. You uh, liked it? You like the eighties version? No, no, the original Guardians, uh, not Guardians two, but Volume one. Oh, Volume one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it was probably that one of my great. favorites. Um, yeah, but yeah, fantastic. I mean, previous to the movies, the, yeah. very little knowledge of it. But he's going back to. Um, Definitely going back to the. I know he's going back to the '80s. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's. I think it's going to be able to resonate with him because that's his wheelhouse. I mean, like he puts that '80s touch into the uh, Guardians, which unfortunately the '80s touch is nostalgic enough that kids get it now because their parents can kind of give it to them in a way to well, or something i don't know what the connection yeah. is completely it's all cyclical like you said i mean like like there's definitely fads to where like the, the 80s came back for a little bit in the late to or the um mid 2000s um and then 2010s yeah um 90s came back so i mean it's there's yeah. well it's the look at the tv shows i mean it's the yeah. same thing you know you know you saw the 70s show then it was then the it moved 80s, on to the yeah. 80s shows and then before that was Whatever it is, I but, love but the, the 90s, bottom, stuff like yeah, that. I love the '90s. But the thing is, if James, I, I, and I said it before, if James Gunn is connected to it, I'm in. I'm in because yeah. I, he is. I, I just he doesn't disappoint me. I mean, though I had issues with the soundtrack from Volume Two of Guardians. The, I mean, the movie was still good. Yeah, the biggest problem that I had with uh, Guardians, and we won't focus on this for long, but um, the biggest problem that I've had with Guardians Volume Two was that by the end of the movie. Everything that's taken that had taken place, other than um, yeah. Star Lord Peter Quill no longer being having any type of celestial power, yeah, um, nothing had happened. Like it, they end up in the same spot that they began the movie with, and there was there was no resolution. There was nothing like other than Peter Quill's story arc, which I guess you could count as re- resolution, but it didn't seem like there was. It didn't seem like there. It didn't flew the 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 lines of uh, of closing that loop. Uh, right. uh, so well, speak. yeah. Well, I think this is a soft reboot. Yeah. I mean, it's not a remake. It's a reboot. No, it's yeah. a soft reboot. I think it's just like just enough to be able to like let's revisit this different perspective a little bit. Yeah. And I hope that he. We're well, doing an entire new cast, right? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. But I think that um, it'll be good. Who? What? What characters are going to be in this one? I know the what are you talking shark? about, Guardian? No, no, no. I'm talking about Suicide, um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. Oh, Suicide Squad. We got new characters. Oh, are we going to Suicide Squad now? Yeah. From yeah, Guardians? Yeah. yeah. I mean, James Gunn, Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah, so we're... we're back to... Okay, so Suicide Squad. So we have got new characters. We got Ratcatcher, King Shark, Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, and then, of course, we have the recurring character of uh, Walker, which, by the way, take a moment. Can I please say... That Viola Davis, and I know that this is not her genre. She is a fantastic Walker. I mean, if there was anybody on the planet meant to play that character, it is her. And I know that she's not the the jewel in the stone of this franchise or anything. She is absolutely great in this. 
I mean, she, I can't say enough. I mean, that sets the tone and the premise of the movie. And we're going to be bringing back, obviously, uh, Robbie's going to be Harley. Okay? So now, Harley's coming back for this Yeah, one? Harley's coming back for this one okay. for sure. Now, I don't know for sure. This is where we're kind of getting into some gray areas. Um, Peacemaker, they were talking about bringing in David Batista. Which I would be. Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, um, because Peacemaker, do you know Peacemaker? Yeah. Okay, so he's the guy that wants peace, but if it means war, then mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And that's really all he wants, anyways. Yeah. So he has that kind of comedic kind of tilt to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that Batista brings that because, I mean, his character of Drax is. Yeah. Dude, uh, he's on, done, that's just great. Yeah, he's like, done other stuff that's kind of within yeah. that realm, too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Vin Diesel would be another really good pick for that too. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I not seeing Vin on screen, yeah. you know, that makes it a little bit harder for me in that genre type of thing. I mean, we saw him in Pitch Black, and we saw him, you know, as uh, the what's the guy's name in Pitch Black? The uh, uh, Riddick. Riddick. Yeah. We've seen him kind of do that Riddick piece, which is. Not really superhero-ish, but it's kind of more close. Yeah, it's sci-fi. That's the closest work yeah. that I can can compare. I'm just I thinking, mean, like, yeah. I mean, you don't. You, there's not too much of a stretch for him. He's, he's <clears> no, no. There's not a know. stretch. There's not a stretch at all. If you gave my, if you gave me a pick, pick one or two. I'm going to take Batista. Yeah. But I mean, either one I think would would definitely work. But I think we also know that he's working on something else too, though. Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, Diesel's working on uh, red uh, uh, blood bloodshot. Or bloodshot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, that's that's a wait and see type of thing. So, Deadshot is the one that's going to be changing, and yeah. that originally was going to be Will, Squ- Will, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, but Will which Smith's I'm not upset about this. I'm not upset I about. I thought he did pretty good. Like, I mean, oh, no, he did, no, no, I like a really good job. Yeah. No, I like. Well, I mean, first off, Will Smith. Yeah. He's good in everything. I mean, even I mean Well everything. I mean what is I mean, what has he done that really's been that disappointing to you? Uh I don't know. Like I haven't seen it, but the, the after earth thing didn't was didn't get really good ratings. Oh, I didn't um, see it, so yeah. Alright, well anyways. They all deserve a stinker here and there. But anyway, I think yeah. for the most part, Will Smith is kind of a very safe, comfortable yeah, set to go with. Yep. So, but I think what they're looking at right now, and I don't know if it's confirmed though, is they're going to go with that um, uh, Idris uh, Elba, the guy okay. that does the sword yep. on Thor, yep. the the rainbow goat or gate guard okay. guy. What yeah. what is his name? I always forget his name. He has a name. Yeah, uh, if you said um, if you didn't ask. Oh jeez, um, I can't remember. But anyways, I think he would. Be, I think the thing is the only thing I have with him though, he's a little old. He's a little old for the character for me, but I like I like his presence. He has a good presence, and I think that he could make Deadshot work because half the time he's going to be Heimdall was his name. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, I mean obviously he's going to have the mask on for most of the show probably anyways. But anyway, so he's I, I believe he's going to be what happens. So with that one now, Rick Flag was yeah. played by Joe uh, Kinnaman. Mm-hmm. Or Ker, Kenner, Kennerman, I think, or Kenneman, Kenneman. Yeah. This guy I like. I like him a lot, and I've yeah. seen him in some earlier works that he's done. One on Netflix is called The Killing. And yeah. He played two seasons on that, yep. and it was a very unique character because he played like this, like like kind of like a like a thug rat ghetto kind mm-hmm. of guy or whatever. And then he played, and he's in Hannah. 
Oh yeah, I want to say that. Oh, watch that. That's really yeah. good. Hannah's really good. Yeah, I like and, the movie. Yeah, uh, well, it's the the series is really good. Yeah, and um, he plays uh, he plays in that, and the guy's ripped. And but he's also he was in GI Joe too, I think too. Oh. Um, but he's the guy that they are looking at, obviously, to continue his role as Rick Flag, which I hope they get because I think that he's his career, and he also did uh, Carbon on Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah, Carbon yeah. Blood, or. Art altered carbon or whatever it is. Yeah, altered carbon. Yeah, now that was pretty good too. So he he's got chops. I mean, he definitely can do this genre without a question. And I think that his earlier work on the first one was good. But I think now that he's have all these other works under his belt, he's getting better and better. He's mm-hmm. a younger guy, but yeah. I think that now he really has the chops to take this further and be the Rick Flag guy. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, if, I mean, because really, if you go back to the comics, a lot of the leadership wasn't just Rick Flag. It was a Deadpool or not Deadpool, Deadshot, Deadshot Rick Flag combination, yeah. and you know, it was a kind of like a, it was a teeter, it was like a teeter totter with these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of the conflict they wanted that internal conflict. I think they wanted to keep showing mm-hmm. in the comics. Then that's one thing that always resonated with me, and I know in the movie. Deadshot didn't really take that role at all. I mean, nah. he was more just another guy that's got a bomb in his neck. Yeah. You know? And, you know, wanted to make sure his daughter didn't uh, get killed. But So we got that situation. So hopefully... Well, Captain Boomerang is coming back too, right? Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Which, by the way, why? Because he's awesome. Dude, definitely seriously? Did. Yes. Captain Boomerang is awesome. Oh, it's definitely like the comedic oh, relief in it. Oh Jesus! He's, really? Yeah, he's 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 easygoing. It's a it's a fun character. It's not like, you know, it, it's not like you're gonna see any Captain Boomerang uh, one offs. But you know, I God, a, I hope not. He's a he's a he's a fun character to to play around with. I, I enjoyed having him in the first one. I really wish that they would have made him a bigger presence, just because he he can be that comedic relief. Aside from Margot Robbie, which did most of that within okay. the movie wouldn't even touch on her her, no, her yeah, performance I mean, no was, she was absolutely amazing. amazing yeah and you like you look at her chops too i mean the uh ice skating thing she did yeah the yeah Tanya harding story yeah, Tanya harding. yeah great she's really talented and to be able to and you know she's almost at the the line for yeah. for that you know yeah. kind of like in my opinion ledger set the line for joker yeah. Oh, yeah. You know no, I, mean? I, I think she's, that she's set the line. She has set the line. Yeah. For Harley, without a question. So, yeah. um, so we got a couple other guys that don't think have been cast yet. Uh, Ratcatcher, which obviously, if you don't know, of course, is a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. Um, not a. I mean, I think these these are kind of lazy to me. I, I I don't know. Polka Dot Man, I think is stupid. Yeah. I think Polka Dot Man. If you read Polka Dot Man at all. It was from way back in the day. Polka Dot Man was like from the the sixties or the seventies, and basically he has a suit that he wore that had different polka dots on it that he could then pull off of his suit and then throw them and do and they would turn into different things and they would do this or do that. It just it I don't know. I mean, the only time I think Polka Dot Man reappeared. I believe in the Lego video game of Batman, but other than that, he's been irrelevant. 
And I and there kind of reminds me of a toy maker almost a little bit. What's that? So it kind of reminds me of toy maker a little bit. Exactly. Almost exactly. I mean, but toy, but see, with toy, 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 toy maker, toy maker works a little bit better. had a little bit more creepiness yeah. to him. Polka dot man is just stupid. Yeah. I just think it's stupid. I don't know how they're gonna play polka dot man. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm not, I mean, give them a gun with polka dots in it, maybe. I don't know. But a guy uh, running around in a white suit with different polka dots, not gonna work for me. You know what I mean? Well, it's I, kind of up James Gonzalez. You know, mm, like that kind of weirdness. But weird. But give me weird with substance. This is weird. Oh, it makes true. no sense. It's yeah. like it's like it's like when he, when Batman fought General Gum, a guy yeah. made of gum. You know, funny. They had quips, but I mean, it's still a yeah. guy made of gum. You know, so that's not going to... Now, King Shark's a little bit different. King Shark's a little bit different. So I can get King Shark. No one's behind that yet that I can... That uh, I No, I think they did cast him. They I did cast him? About, who, did, who did they put in that? Uh, I'm looking up. Uh, go on go, uh, go on to the next one. I'll, I'll tell you in just a second. But then Ratcatcher, they haven't cast either. So, But Ratcatcher, again, you know, has a creepy factor, which, you know, kind of resonates a little bit more. And I can appreciate that a little bit more, but what I don't get is polka dot man. I just think that you've reached, you've dug, you don't have to dig this deep in the barrel right now. You don't have to do that. This this franchise, as much as people, there are definitely camps that hated the film, loved the film, but there are people that this was strong enough and people appreciated it enough to make another one. So, if that's the case, why in the heck are you scraping the barrel? And taking out Polka Dot Man. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's so many. If you're going to go to Batman's Rogues Gallery and put people into this, there's so many other people you could possibly pick. You know? So many. But yet, that's who they chose. So that's what they're going to go with. And, and I guess it's, it's just a wait and see type of thing. So, But I think the, you know, the Iyer approach in the first one, the, the director Iyer in the first one, he definitely focused so much heavily on the New 52 that, you know, that's where they were at and the characters were in that particular arc and that genre in that time. And we're going back to the 80s, but I'm still saying in the 80s, Polka Dot Man wasn't there. But they're definitely talking about that period of time that Gunn's going to focus on as being that 80s series, which was written by um, John, um, uh, what's his name, O... Ostrander and um, Kim, Kim, um, Kim, Kim Yer, Kim Yer. So the writing was good then. The writing was strong. He's a good. He's a great writer. He's done a lot of different books, mm-hmm. and so she. But I, I think the writing's good at that point in time, and I think he's got a lot of good material. But I don't know why you would choose to pick that one guy and pull him in. That's just my own opinion. But I do like the selections of looking at Idris. Or Idris, or whatever his name is. I can't pronounce it correctly, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, I just call him the sword dude from Thor. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously... Handel. Handel. Yeah, but I mean, if you, to be honest with you, this is not going to work if you don't get Robbie back, too. If, oh, yeah. If Robbie doesn't come back, that, yeah. that She's hurts. kind of the glue that holds yeah. everything together. And if you, if you chose not to bring Harley at all, mm-hmm. dude, that's not going to work. So it was rumored um, that Michael Rooker, the guy that played Yondu within Guardians of the Galaxy, was going to be playing King Shark um, last week. He denied those rumors um, earlier this week, uh, like five days ago, or uh, actually a week ago from today. So um, it's up, you know, I don't necessarily 
go one way or the other. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah. Well, they're calling this a soft reboot, though, too. Yeah. So it's a soft reboot, so we're still going to have those same pieces, but I still I, I want to go back to this because I can't stress it enough, and I think I did when I originally talked about it, but that Davis character, the Waller character, mm-hmm. is what drives this. I mean, she's the one that controls yeah. what the heck happens and all this stuff. And the way that she gets these guys involved in these situations and the way that she... Uh, that piece that they don't always focus on as much in the in the show is where she's, like, going to D.C. and she's talking to mm-hmm. the congressman and she's talking to the Senate and yeah, she's you doing need this. A... That little piece right there, I want, her, I want her to take more... I want more screen time of her because that is what really resonates when it comes back and say, okay, she's coming back. and she's. And, but what I love about her, when she comes back, she doesn't give you that backstory. No. She just tells you, you go kill that. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all you get. Yeah. But you as a viewer, now you know why, yeah. you know, that, does, that those type of things are happening. And I think that, you know, when you look at the page and you look at her, mm-hmm. it's they almost drew her before she even had the part. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, she's, a, she's a perfect. She's definitely so like good a, in that. a round rail to Deadpool type yeah, of thing. Exactly. She definitely Yeah, works. she really is that. She's yeah. meant to do that role. And yeah. I know that she is definitely a far more superior actress than doing comic book movies, but she's really good in this. Yeah, I mean, she's she's a nice lady too. Like, if oh, you've ever seen awesome. her, like, yeah. uh, like do interviews and stuff, she's a really nice lady. And yeah. she's done stuff like uh, how to commit or how to get away with murder and all this. Yeah. And it's, it's just completely art. And she did the. The Luke Cage um, yeah. series too, and it's yeah. just completely off character for like how she is a real person. Yeah. But I guess yeah. you know people like to escapist yep. um, as actors and actresses yeah. that they like to go and, and get rid of, get away from those things. So other than Suicide Squad, we've got um, a few TV shows coming out for uh, DC under the DC Universe banner, um, and and some other TV shows that aren't coming out DC Universe banner. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about today, um, we're approaching the Season finale of um, of Doom, uh, Doom Patrol, and we'll definitely talk about it um, later on. I know you haven't watched any of the uh, the um, episodes yet, so I'll try not mm. to, to ruin it for anybody else listening. So, so be kind of spoiler free. Um, the I like it. I like it a lot. Um, the the first episode um, kind of opens up. Those people that don't know Doom Patrol, um, Doom Patrol is based upon the band of myth, misfits. Um, you've got Elastic Woman, um, who is um, a 1950s Gone with the Wind type of era um, actress that uh, is is uh, comes down with this fleshing type of bacteria while uh, filming in the Congo. It turns her entire structure into like this kind of blobby type of thing that she can't always control. Um, in the comic book, she had a few more powers than she's, what she's got in the TV show, but essentially she's like um, uh, Mr. Fantastic, yeah. uh, similar to. Um, you've got uh, you've got Robot or Robo Man, Robot Man, um, who's played by uh, Brandon Fraser. Two guys, right? Yeah, so he's played by two guys. Um, bodied by when when he's Robot Man, he's bodied by one guy, um, voiced by Brandon Fraser. Fraser, which we've talked about him. In yeah, which we've talked about show, him. Yeah. yeah, he he does a fantastic job. Yeah, within this, um, and then you've got uh, Mr. Negative, 
which is this um, space era Air Force pilot, um, Army Air Corps pilot, um, who goes and um, flies his plane into the atmosphere, gets um, hit with this energy source, and then the energy source pretty much burns him almost to, like, to a crisp, um, and, but also embodies him. So it's kind of like um, he's living as a parasitic type of being inside of him. Um, but then it gives him the, the power to, within the comics, it gives him the power to like do energy blasts and things like that. Um, within the TV show, it's a little bit different. Uh, and then finally, you've got Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane has 47 different personalities, all with their own um, their own unique abilities. So if you think about the um, X-Men's, uh, what's Xavier's son's name? Oh, um, yeah, Legion, the, mm-hmm. that character, but the the um, character that's on the X uh, the FX TV show Legion, um, very similar concept. Yeah. So um, they put put all that together. They've got um, also uh, Cyborg is is with them, uh, and Beast Boy was with them for a little while, which we saw in Titans. Well, that was interesting that they. I mean. From mm-hmm. my only perspective on Doom so far, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm ready to watch now. Yeah. But um, they did introduce him in in Titans. At yeah, least he was originally a Titans over, character. Yeah. 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 Helm and Cyborg were originally Titans characters, or uh, um, Doom originally Patrol. Doom Patrol characters before they went way out. They yeah. went over to the Titans. Yeah. So it was very cool that they paid that off. Yeah. Um, but then Doom Patrol. If you think about Titans and then you think about like the like how serious Titans takes itself, and then you completely flip that up on its head. Um, you get Doom Patrol to where everything's a joke. The first, the first uh, episode they go, there's um, their chief, the the guy that um, runs the Doom Patrol, uh, kind of their uh, Professor X type of character, is kidnapped um, by Mister Nobody, which is the big villain in it, who does a fantastic job, by the way. Of um, he's he completely breaks the fourth wall through the entire season, um, a lot like Deadpool. And he goes through and narrates the entire season and makes several references to the fact that he's on a TV show, that he's on a streaming service. He even goes to the point where he wears a Doom Patrol t-shirt at one point and has the marketing material for the TV show, Doom Patrol. Are you on, kidding me? No, no, oh, it's, dude, it's so great, amazing. Though. So they should have got Steve Carell to do it. No, the guy, <laughs> the guy that plays him is the guy from uh, A Night's Tale. The one that um, oh, was you, the oh the bard the bard oh yeah. dude he's so good he he's perfect for it oh dude that absolutely okay night style okay pause for one yeah. second if I can fantastic by the way yeah by the way I mean Heath Ledger of course yeah of course but when they dude the way that they the score for that mm-hmm. when they played like oh, ACDC yeah. when they were jousting yeah. it was like dude that was so cool mm-hmm. I was <laughs> it that to it was me Queen but yeah yeah. Oh, was it Queen? They yeah, played ACDC too, though, right? Uh, it was the We Will Rock You. No, but, okay, maybe the oh, jousting they play, scene. Yeah, but I, they play I'm the pretty sure they ACDC. played ACDC. Uh, or ACDC okay, but well, yeah. anyways, maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, they played rock. Yeah. So. Yeah, the was, way that uh, they did it, too. The, it was I, the yeah. Queen, whenever they were doing the, the We Will Rock You song, the big thing was that, that um, they wanted to do a song that the the audience could perform, right? So they, they have the, you know, we will, yeah. and then uh, it played perfectly into yeah. 
how the song was originally written. Yeah. So, oh, that's Very a sidebar. Cool. Sorry, didn't mean to go off on that. But that, I thought I just I enjoyed that because oh yeah, that that the soundtrack throughout the movie was like that and. His right, like the way they wrote that character oh, in that movie, fantastic. In the the way, entire movie, like when he met him on the uh, on the road, the yeah. original one, the first meeting, that scene right there, and the way that he went through, like no, 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 not um, that was the guy. You're talking about the guy that played Vision, right? Yeah. So, no, no, it is? it's it's the it's the guy that was like, I will turn your innards into outards, and I will thong you like that oh, guy oh oh so yeah. i was saying bard i didn't know what he was yeah okay yeah different dude okay yeah the okay the, okay no still still yeah. good fantastic still good. yeah still great um, there's a lot of talent in that movie so. oh dude yeah absolutely they had the underrated movie f- phenomenally underrated yeah um i mean i think that a lot of people are aware of it but it's just it's not talked about enough. yeah but I'm sorry no i didn't mean no, to take good. off your off your off your uh, game there. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, he does a fantastic job. It opens up with, with them with him kidnapping their chief, and um, the only evidence that he leaves behind is this donkey. Well, the way that he gets, the way that the team figures out that the chief's been kidnapped by this guy is the donkey farts, and then the gas out of the donkey, like, spells out this message, Shut like, up. pulling them to the chief, and then they, evidently, the donkey's ass is a the ass's ass is a uh is a portal into another dimension so they have to go through the donkey's ass okay to be able to go and take the first steps in defying their chief okay so first off you've watched it almost to conclusion yes and you it gets, and you bought in at that point and you said I'm i good. loved it at that uh, point. you bought yes. in and said i'm good yes. okay so that says a lot so it yes. says a lot okay it, just, it made because, it well worth it it does Guys, not take itself everybody's listening, at all. just trust me. If, if that didn't make sense, Josh would not have continued. No. <laughs> yes. It, they do it that in a way. That makes me home to watch it as soon yeah. as I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, and it continues like that. I mean, it's got serious points in it as well, right? It's got a lot of character dialogue. It's got a lot of character building. Um, and even the narration talks about that. But the... Uh, it it doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> really, it doesn't. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm loving this. I want to see this so badly. It's fantastic. But that type of that they definitely set the bar at that point and then just carry along with it. Um, that's with, with, dude, with that's more so my wheelhouse. Yes. So my wheelhouse. Absolutely. Oh. But I I enjoyed it. I enjoy it a lot better than Titans. Oh, honestly. Wow. Which it's, is a stretch because I really, I really enjoyed Titans. Titans. Titans was, I did was solid, yeah. and but honest to goodness, what you just told me, I am just I'm enthralled. I yes. definitely need to see this. If you haven't picked up the DC Universe app, that alone <laughs> is worth the DC Universe app. Wow, I'm good. Company. I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna go watch it tonight. Yeah, that's great. So I, other than that, they've got the Swamp Thing coming out. Um, I don't. Uh, we, we've seen a couple. Of, we've seen a teaser. We've seen a full trailer for the Swamp Thing. I know that you've looked up some of the casting and stuff like that. Yeah. What'd you find? Well, I think with with Swamp Thing, I think it's um, you know obviously Alec Holland, the, the, the main the main guy. Um, it's. I think that again, it goes back. I think they're going to go back more towards, again, back to the '80s, 
And like Swamp Thing's first appearance, I believe, was with Firestorm in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, and which I didn't even like that character that much, but Firestorm in the 80s. And then they, it's this whole situation, guy in the bayou type thing down in Louisiana, the, 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 the whole, um, you know, infecting the water, all that type of yeah, stuff yeah. or whatever. And, and he's a researcher and he's in love with his other researcher, Abby. That's part of this situation. And I think they're going to play that out. But that's the thing about Swamp Thing that is interesting because it's, it's like a guy that is, his soul is still there. Mm-hmm. His soul is still there. But yeah, now he's in this monstrosity of whatever he is, mm-hmm. you know. And it's that, and I hope that what they're going to do with Swamp Thing, which I think that's what they're going to do because that's really what the 80s run was. It was like a, it was a long run too, and I think the guy that wrote it was um, um, Alan Moores, who wrote it. I think he's the guy that that really did the best with Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. because really you're bringing into it was a whole different approach to a super being, mm-hmm. and it's a super being. Yeah. So I mean, he has superpowers. Yeah. You know, so. But his super flow, his superpowers are conflicted, obviously, because he still he wants to be who he is. He's kind of got a Hulk thing going on a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? Very much Hulk. Very it's much. It's very so. much of a Hulk type of situation, yeah. right? So, I mean, I hope that they they tease that piece out. Um, they got some interesting characters coming into it. They have the guy from nine hundred two one zero, Ian Zinger. Mm-hmm. If you remember him, yeah, he's gonna play uh, Blue Devil. Wow! And so the uh, the stunt the stunt driver that went whatever you know. Yeah. So again, that wasn't one of my favorites, but yeah. but again, I, I I never really I read I just read minimal Swamp Thing. Yeah. So right. but but I know it's been repackaged and it came out and and with all the other yeah. relaunches. They just of everything relaunched else. it in 2011. Exactly. So. so I just hope that they go back to the piece that I kind of like remember. And what I remember is like this guy has this thing. I know it's in Louisiana, so you have that Cajun feel, which I love. It gives mm-hmm. it a little bit more contextual feel, you yeah. know, which I think is cool when you can do that type of thing. Yeah. And, um, but I, you know, there's this thing where he's always struggling about with, you know, he wants to get back to Abby, and then Abby's always trying to work. To try to get him back, and you know, and but yet he he's still viewed as such a bad person. But he's fighting the corporations and those type of different things that are going on. And I just hope that they can, they I hope that they can bring all that together, which I think they can. I mean, it's not like a hard concept, mm-hmm. but the challenge is going to be getting those people to um, really just relate to each other, you know. And um, that's the biggest challenge, and I think is just like getting you to care about him. And when you can care about his yeah, struggles a, and his thing, then you're going to be good. It's because a Frankenstein's monster type it's of exactly thing, right? Exactly what it is. Yeah. But that's where they that that's that whole other universe that they talk about, right? That whole yeah. monster universe, right? And he's part of that. Yeah. I mean, he's crossed over into other, and he's been with other people and have done other things. Yeah. But for the most part. He's been limited. His limited exposure into other 
realms or other people or other, is very limited. And I think that that's, you know, kind of like, because they didn't really always know what to do with him. And I think it's one of those characters they created again back in the day. You know, back in the day, they created a guy. It's like, oh, it's a Swamp Thing guy. Mm-hmm. You know? And then they just do this. So there's more depth to him. And I hope that they play that out. And I want, I want it to be more than, oh, the guy got infected in the swamp. And now he's going to wreak vengeance on Monsanto's mm-hmm. or whoever it was. Yeah. You know, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that at all. What I want to see is Abby working her hardest to try to get him back with her. Yeah. And I want to see her struggles. And I want to see his struggles to try to help her. But in the meantime, there's going to be these hurdles that he's going to have to cross throughout the entire process, which I think they're going to put in front of him, which is going to be... The corporations, it's going to be the swamp hunters, it's going to be the gator hunters, it's going to be the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. you know, the bayou, whatever, whatever it might be, he's going to have these hurdles that are going to prevent him from being able, like, she's close to a solution, he's got the answer, he can't get to her, because he's got to get through this piece before he can get to her, and you're, and you're like, how oh, can he get there, can he get there, can he get yeah. there, and that's what I want to see in this, I don't want the rising out of the water no. Ass. This is not one of the. This is one of the few characters. I don't want you to be a badass. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You that's want, my opinion. Be, almost but, take like a, a Sasquatch like type yeah, of approach. Like, like be hidden and mm-hmm. like avoid detection type of thing. Exactly. I mean, his goal. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be who he is. No. Yeah. But a lot of superheroes don't want to be who they are. Yeah. But sometimes they can. That's a confliction that they deal with. Yeah. And eventually they either accept it or they don't, or, or they continue on with that conflict that affects their paths throughout the yeah. whole thing. And his path is not so much that he's he's not integrated into the whole superhero genre in a sense that like. Oh, Captain America is going to call on Swamp Thing, or you know who? I'm not Captain America, obviously yeah. that's not right. Well, Batman, Superman's going to call on Swamp Thing yeah. to come get him, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think they've made efforts to try to like cross him over, and I think that they fell flat because that's not who he is. And I think there's nothing wrong with having a character like this and doing it in a way that's still part of the DC universe. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Still has continuity, still has context. He can still, they could still do crossover pieces with Swamp Thing, but it's not about him teaming up with so and so to beat someone's ass. It's more about him being able to control his situation underneath the confluence of the other situations superheroes are dealing with. To be able to get to some type of a medium thing, does that, does that make sense? No, absolutely. You know yeah. that—that's how I feel about Swamp Thing, and I and from I mean I really like from what I've read so far about the writing on this too that they're kind of like feeling that way. They're going to go back to that because the the original Swamp Thing was only like a forty-three episode run. Yeah, and that's that to me is what I would consider canon and like base material. Now he's been in other stuff, and there's been other you know whatever's about him, but that forty-three. That 33 episodic run that they did in the comics is what I should look, what I would want to look for that they drive this series from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that DC needs to be able to, yeah. to, to separate themselves diversify. away. Yeah. Yeah. To diversify and to, to be able to set themselves away from Marvel, too, mm-hmm. right? Something that Marvel is not going to do um, and something that, uh, that 
they're going to be able to stake the claim on. I and mean, we we know that Universal tried to do it not too long ago with the the Mummy, and they're going to do their Universal Dark Universe. Yeah. Um, with the they're going to do Mummy, they're going to do Frankenstein's monster, they're going to do you know all those different things and bring them all together, kind of like leave extraordinary yeah. gentleman type of thing. But um, the Invisible Man was one of them that they were going to do. But once that Mummy fell flat, they backed out of that. So which I think was a mistake, though. I, I really think. That, yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think I think I think a there's a window that. for that, though. Yeah, I do. I did. I mean, yeah, you took it on the chin with the money. Yeah. You did. You, yeah. There's no doubt about it, yeah. right? You take it on the chin, no doubt about it. But I think that there's still that is an un, that's an untapped resource. And Absolutely. okay, so your your first drill, you first drill down. No, you didn't yeah. do it right. That's yeah. okay, because guess what? Everybody's forgiving because we have seen over and over and over again. How many times have we, did we relaunch Superman? How many times have we, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... How many bad Batman movies do we have until ex- we can get to Christopher Nolan's Batman? Between, exactly. you know, between the... Exactly. Uh, uh, I don't like to use the word bad with Batman. <laughs> I'm going to say less than stellar. Uh, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Okay, less those, than stellar. Less than stellar, yes. Yes, less yeah. than stellar. But um, Ben Affleck, Batfleck. Yeah, less than stellar. Which again, I like Ben Affleck those Batman. No, I, I had no problems with him. I thought he did. I well, that's a separate issue. Yeah. But we'll talk about that when we get to Batman. <laughs> we we'll get to Batman. There's a lot to unpack there. But yeah, I mean, it's again, I mean, it's just it's a niche for them that nobody else is filling, and I think that they could do it very well. Yeah, and um, I think that they've definitely got the writing staff for it. Oh, as no they've doubt. Proven with the past two. Oh no DC doubt. DC Universe series. Yeah, yeah, they do. So you're absolutely right. I think it's a very rich source. They need to figure out how to do it correctly. Oh, I think they will. You don't. I, think, you don't oh, think they'll I, do it? No, I, I do. Think oh, they I think will. they will. Yeah. I think they need to get their aces in the places and, and do it right. Yeah. But yeah, I think they will eventually. I think it's going to be very rewarding, and I think it's going to be able to have a piece that that we're going to be able to watch, in like a lot of. Yeah. I mean, a lot of different types of movies and so forth, and. And have it in a, you know, I always say in a box, right? So the, I will put this in a box and this will be over here. It's not, I mean, it's not it's not going to affect my DC watching of these superhero movies, but I have this DC, this DC pocket over here. I look forward to it and I hope that they do it because it, to me, it's almost going to be like a, a like a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be refreshing mm-hmm. to have this twist because I mean, come on, we're all we're all end gamed out, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You yeah. know we're, we're we're and then we're, again, and we're, it's like, almost to the point where like we've we've got enough superhero movie fatigue. Yeah. That an episodic series or 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 something different. Yes. Even even beyond the episodic stuff, but like bringing in like a different concept. Yeah. Is just refreshing. Yeah, but I think DC would do it right. Yeah. To do it episodically too. No, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And then build to that point though. So do it episodically the same we can do with DC shorts. DC Universe has not done what they need to do yet. And they're still, I know they, they, to me, they're moving in the right direction. They're moving in the right direction. And I think they launched strongly with Doom Patrol and obviously Titans, right? Yeah. But then it's like, okay, so you did those two, and you gave me a bunch of cartoon movies, and you gave me like access to a bunch of comic mm-hmm. books, which is fantastic, by the way, because if you watch the shows, now you can then you along. can go back to those comic books and read yeah. it contextually and see what they're pulling from, and mm-hmm. then that's where you can really appreciate the depth 
yep. of the writing of the movie and the comic book because people tend to assume that the writing in comic books is shallow. No. Yeah. No. That's wrong. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I mean, yeah, there's novels, there's this, there's that. I think when you write a comic, it's you have to be able to be yeah. so concise and yep. so precise in the word choice and what you construct on that page yeah. because you, you that has to denote donate the same message that you're getting out of a book or a novel or something else in a very much smaller yep. space. And I don't think people appreciate that. Yeah. And it, but that's what comic book writers do. And Absolutely. that's why, I mean, they create these masterful, I mean, they wrote comic books that made infinity wars. They made Endgame. Those are comic books. They weren't novels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's there. And I think people, Always look at the medium of comic books and say, oh, that's for kids or that's... No, it's not. Yes, kids can read them. Mm -hmm. But still, if you read them and appreciate them, there's so... It, it, it goes further. There's that's a that's lot my of depth. point. I mean, it just goes... There's yeah. depth. There is depth. It's not a shallow read. It's not like reading Hagger the Horrible in the Sunday comics okay. or Family Circle or yeah. anything like that or Farsight. It's like you're reading... A, you're reading a piece of, of work. I mean, it's it's it, it's I don't know. That's my opinion. So no, absolutely, I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, obviously, I agree. But you know, I, I I think that the there's a renaissance and people are mm -hmm. starting to wake up to that. So um, there we've also got you know other other uh, TV shows coming out on the DC universe app uh krypton which there, there hasn't been any real news over it but we, we won't really go into it but you know well, the, the, the news was lobo yeah lobo yeah. <laughs> but um well you know they they seem to be continually pumping out good content yeah on this so i'm very excited oh, to did see you, did you uh, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you i apologize no. did you see the one they're gonna do the, the pennyworth yeah yeah on yeah. showtime you know what at first yeah. i said no. But then I thought about uh, it. I said, you know what? Yes. Yeah. I am going to watch this. Yeah. I am going to watch that. I'll watch it when it comes on DC Universe. There's, I've got so much. Once that, if I, if, if I cancel Netflix, which probably isn't going to happen now that they've got the deal with Dark Force, uh, or Dark Horse, um, but um, if and when I cancel Netflix, I'll... I'll give you my it. password. Yeah, you give me your password. Yeah, don't worry about it. No. But... <laughs> I think that was interesting because, like again, like, like I like <coughs> the first time Gotham was announced. Yeah, it was like, yeah, really, yeah. 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 good <laughs> show though. Yeah, good show. And, yeah, it, was and like, I it think, kind of fell off, but yeah, it started. It, it definitely yeah. started tapering off too. But the characters, I mean, I think that they yeah. they did they did well early on. Yeah. It was interesting enough. But Pennyworth, I, I like that. I I think it would be mm -hmm. it, like, what do you know about him? Nothing. What do That's you the nothing? Point, yeah. Nothing. Yep. I mean, all you know is he's an old dude. Well, everybody's well, got a story. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more there than that. The, well, the but okay, I other get it. TV shows, the movies have all yeah. explored. There's always a been bit, a little yeah. piece here and there. Like you had the he was the British SS or whatever it was, and all yeah. that type of stuff. Okay, well, give me a little bit more of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give me a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, he's definitely of that. an interesting character. Give me a taste of that, yeah. and I think he's going to be able to create him into a character that is. That is definitely stronger. I'm looking forward to it because I want to be able to have, I want to be able to have my Pennyworth. I have my Pennyworth in my mind who he is, and I have those pieces behind it. 
But if I can have all this extra stuff behind Pennyworth, when I'm seeing him talking to Batman and in the way that he talks to him, is it going to change for me the delivery or what he's saying to Batman? Does it carry more weight? Does it have more difference to me? And I think that, I mean, that to me, when I read Batman, is going to make a difference. Yeah. Maybe call me crazy, but I mean, I just, it's right now we have him. It depends upon which Pennyworth you're getting, though, because I mean, there, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of um, Pennyworths that have been passive towards Batman. They you know, passive aggressive and like sure you know like yes, but you're right you know there there have also been um, a lot of Pennyworths that have been very upfront with like talk, take uh, but even the pa- Dark Knight Pennyworth. But, okay, for so example. you take passive aggressive though. Passive aggressive still going to have an un- the passive aggressive. Begins with an but, undertone of yeah, but I mean, his... if we're talking about somebody that's that's um, British special forces or like um, that's uh, uh, I six or something like that, to where yeah. like to where they've they've been through it and they've you know they they're not gonna go they're not gonna be there's nobody that comes out of that as a B type of personality or a C type of personality. There it's just not in his nature to be. That passive aggressive, yeah, but even there's, if there's, you can be an A type personality, but then there's Batman. He's an AA. Yeah, but it's it's nothing like, it's not something that that you're just gonna sit. I like sure. I understand maybe, what you're saying. I know you may you I may like sit. If you make it to that level, you're yeah. you're, you're an A. It's you're not, an apex predator. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be. I, I it's, get it. It's not but gonna also, be like. But uh, also, when you get older, you realize your limitations. I know, but 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 um, my point is that that the way that Pennyworth speaks to Bruce, and he's like, Master Bruce, I, I don't think I would do that if I were like no, yeah. you know, like, Bruce, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like, like you, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna regret it. Stop. Yeah, but the British people have a tone of uh, yeah. So I'm you're not a, you're it. not as excited about Pennyworth as me. No, I am, but I'm just saying like contextually, like if no, you if I you take a rest of it, no, like, I, I would like to see I would like yeah. to see if they continue along this road to yeah. to bring it more powerful, more more, um, uh, more interjecting Pennyworth I, into it. I always look at Pennyworth and Batman. Not so much as a servant type situation. It's a, no, part- yeah, exactly, it's a partnership. Right? Yeah. It's a partnership. And I think yeah. he puts those airs on because he does. Why he does it, I don't know. But Batman is successful well, he's, in a large he's a, part too. He's him, a father too. he's a father figure for, exactly. for Bruce. Well he's his only father, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean so, so Bruce was taken and that's another reason that Pennyworth wouldn't be so so passive with him. He He's 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 well, basically you see that, in, you see that in Gotham a little bit where you, you see that in Gotham you see that but I'm saying like yeah. animated series, um, even the most recent Batman film that came out with uh, with Bru- or with um, <coughs> Ben Affleck yeah to where he just and and then the the Batman Forever the the um, the uh, oh what's his name what's the director's Michael, name Michael. Um, yeah, oh. Michael Keaton, but also yeah. Not Michael. Oh, you're talking Michael yeah. Keaton. Michael Keaton, Batman. He was he was very much like standoffish. And... Yeah, but I think I think the earlier Batmans also struggled with making the transition from 
the 66 Batman. Yeah, to... Uh, there were the 80s Batman. And Batman was still evolving at that point. Yeah. And I think they jumped on early. And then you bring in um, the one guy yeah. that did all the... the, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah, um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, very yeah. talented. Yeah. Very, very talented guy. Yeah. Very, very talented. I don't want to... That was definitely away. like the, the, the pinnacle... Of Tim Burton era, era too. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, again, time frame has a lot to do with that, but you can see cinematically also the evolution of Batman during that period of time because you know it just there was it was it was that's where I struggle with it a little bit because I I love those movies and I saw them when they came out. I was oh, I still love Michael. Like you the, know, I still like the, the first two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, they're all good and everything. And I still, I don't mind Arnold as Mister Freeze, and I don't like all mm. those other different things that they had in those movies. But I, I just there was that piece where it was like they were still making that transition in my mind, which may be completely off. But my theory is is that you had the '66 Batman, which I love. Adam West, obviously mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. You know that that type of piece that. You know, it was the old chum, you know, and all that type of stuff. And then you went into this other darker piece. And, you know, we can credit that to the, the Millers and the, you know, the the Schneider and whoever else, the the, the writers. I can't, and I, and I apologize, I can't remember all their names. And um, Capolo and uh, but those guys. Nolan. Nolan, yeah, those guys, that, you know, all of them, like, they started to, the Batman, the Batman evolved. Mm-hmm. Too, and I mean, but just like comics evolved, Batman evolved, and mm-hmm. I think it, it brought him more. Like as you went away from the gray and the bright blue cape, you went into the darker suits and the more monotone suits, to where you got like a completely black suit, then you got the like the like the dark blue suits and mm-hmm. the you know all the different things, and it's like you can see this progression that continues to happen with him, and I think at this point that if you've been with Batman as long as I have, you've seen all these iterations of him, and it's like you, in your mind, you create what you want Batman to be, and, you know, I think that's that's interesting, because people that don't have a perception of Batman, that see him for the first time, they have this. Mm. This is the, oh, this is Batman, you know? Yeah. Well, nobody's that much of a badass, but if you really love him, well, yeah, he yeah. is, then look back. Yeah. You know, let's go through these pieces, but... I kind of went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry, but you know, we start talking about Batman, I get a little bit loopy. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about Batman. Yeah. Um, we do have one more TV show to talk about um, relating to Batman. Uh, yeah. Batwoman, uh, the oh. first trailer premiered this yes. past week. You and I have a lot of thoughts oh. on this. I mean, so as far as like CW, it's on CW. Um, as far as CW TV shows go, um, they're good to a point, and then there there's too much. I think. Yes. With them, uh, you had the Arrow. Uh, well, first of all, you had you had Smallville, which was fantastic, to a point. Um, like first few seasons of Smallville were great, and then started falling off. You had Arrow, which is great. And I love the first season of Arrow. Yeah, but then they started introducing like rogues, rogues gallery upon rogues gallery upon rogues gallery of new characters new sidekicks and then they brought in the flash and then those started crossover yeah. and the flash kept on bringing on characters and characters and then they had the dc legends which brought on characters and characters brought over constantine which by the way was the only tv show that did it did that right mm-hmm. in the fact that it did not bring in character after character after character it was a monster of the week episode or monster of the week tv show mm-hmm. 
that that kept it to a finite. I, I, looking back on that, I can think of maybe four characters. That, that show should have never, never been canceled. Yes, never. And I'm telling. I've said. That, I don't know if I said this on the show or not. That guy they picked for him, fantastic, absolutely the best. Yeah. And I've read. Con- I've re- I've read Constantine, and I love Constantine. I think that's one of the most. That is probably one of the most complex and most interesting characters that they have. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so disappointed that that was so good, but no one gave a crap about it. And that's the problem. I don't know if it was when they released it. I don't know if it was what it was, what it was up against. It didn't slot it correctly or whatever it was. But on, please, please, someone pick that up because I'm telling you what, that was great because mm-hmm. it always bridges, it bridges that gap. To me, like I love Doctor Strange too, so yeah. that kind of falls in the Doctor Strange category with me. Yeah. You have those that mystical piece that ties in with everything, and yeah. you know he has he, but he it's believable when he ties in and does something with another superhero. Yeah. But he brings in like Zatanna and those other like I love mm-hmm. Zatanna too. Yeah, oh yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. That's a great character. That has been shown up in many different, many different iterations of different comics and so forth. I'm sure she'll show up in Titans at some point oh, too. Yeah, and I hope so because she's great. Yeah, and you know he just that guy. I don't even know what the guy's name is, I, and I apologize yeah, I for not knowing that. But he looked like him. He acted like him. He behaved like him. He did everything right. And I mean that was a. I mean you know we talk about direct lifts from the comic page. I don't need a direct lift all the time. But with Constantine, I think you had to have something to be able to build that on. And hit. they got the guy that could mimic and do those things that you saw in the book. And then, at that point, the story, I thought the writing was good. I thought the stories were good. But the whole point is, I, where did it go wrong? What did it do that deserved to be canceled? I would say that, that there was just too much going on. Um, but they're bringing in a new TV show. That just adds to that onto the CW. Although they're taking off Arrow, Arrows with his with his final season, so they may be but looking. But that's got to, like six seasons, right? Arrow has like eight or nine seasons. Oh gosh, that's yeah, um, Matt Ryan is the guy's name for yeah. for Constantine. But I mean, like main cast consists of four characters. Yeah. Here, um, Manny, Zed, and uh, Chase or Chess. Oh. That oh, um, Hellbender. That that's the original Constantine run, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. those were great too. So I mean, I w- actually went back and well, I tell you what, when I really fell in love with him, I had read him before, but the New Fifty Two relaunched him, and when the New Fifty Two relaunched him, they did such a good job with the relaunch that I just that was in my bag. I mean, I was picking that up every week. And, I mean, I don't put it in my bag that, you know, isn't worth reading, you know. Mm-hmm. And the writing that they had on that was great. And that whole other piece, it's it's like, it's a, it's almost like refreshing to have that different type of conflict, a different type of battle, that supernatural battle thing, you know, that goes on, that which is obviously what he does. And he has, like, lots of different entities that he has mm-hmm. to deal with and all that type of stuff. It's, it's just... It's a great, it's a great, it's a great run, and I don't think he gets its due. It needs to get it. It needs to get it at some point. And then there was the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves, yeah, too. Which, again, if you weren't a fan, 
you probably didn't care for the movie as much, and I don't uh, think it did horribly. It didn't do well. It didn't no, do bad. It didn't do bad. I think the writing kind of lacked a little bit in the, yeah. the movie, but Keanu Reeves, I think, did a pretty good job. Oh, he did a great job in it, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean... But but we've got we've got Batwoman who's who's coming to the CW yeah now um and you know you and I have have opinions on this um yes. you know after watching the the um the trailer that dropped this past week I think that it's by my standards like okay so if you take and not even my standards the standards that the CW set from Flash um from Arrow things like that that were very very well done from a production standpoint. It doesn't look like, from the trailer at least, um, that it has the same amount of money going into it. Yeah. Um, it seems they're doing a lot with the character, and and again, you know, I, I hate to get, I don't want to get political on this TV show, or on this on this podcast, and I, but the, the for somebody to go on to a politically correct standpoint. And and I mean you're I I grew up around um, lesbian couples and things like that and I appreciate that and even women being in in the forefront absolutely but but there's a big difference between Hunger Games and how they pre- presented a strong lead female character and then how they're presenting things within Captain Marvel and um, uh, not even Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel kind of underplayed it a little bit. Um, at least more than what they're they're presenting. They put that, that haircut on her. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, but the Captain Marvel is underplaying it more than what Batman Batwoman is. But Batwoman, it's so in your face, and we talked about this within within Twilight Zone too. Like, I don't care. Like, if you want it, like the old Twilight Zone series had political um, statements within it. Sure, go ahead and make political statements within it. Don't put it all straight in front of your face. For example, there was a Twilight episode that was all about men are evil, and it, it exists within men that they're just they're bad, and that they're violent, and that they they um, are are just bad for society, and and they introduced a, a medium for that to to take presence, and they took that away and said that no, it was just man all along, and they're. It seems like they're they're just throwing every PC type of thing in your face, um, and and it's just it's it it's throwing you're 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 getting rid of half your audience by doing so. And I I'll watch it. I'll at least give it a chance. But I'm not looking forward to it just based upon what you've given me. If you would have made her, she's within the comic book. She's 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 gay. She's openly yeah. gay. She was the first right. openly gay person within the Bat family. Okay, fine. I don't care about that. Um, she's, but you don't have to tease it out exactly and make it the paramount paramount point of yes. the show. Yeah, and I, I mean they made a point in the trailer. Yes, to make it very clear. Not only one but two episodes, two pieces of that trailer, which is very short, to make sure that you understood that one that she is a lesbian, which is fine, fine which of course yeah, but makes sense. We know that. Yeah. Anyone who reads the comic books understands yeah. that and knows that, yeah. and that's cool and that's fine. But the whole issue with I have with it is then you, you she had that line in the, in the the trailer to where to where like I need you to alter the suit, and then I'm I'm assuming who's who's Fox within there. Yeah. 
um, that he's saying, well, the, the suit's perfect. And she goes, well, it will be once that's made for a woman. Yeah. Why? Why does that need to be, why does there need to be a divide there? I enjoy movies with strong lead characters, with strong female lead characters. Yeah. I have absolutely no problem with that. I enjoy it. In fact, I, I went for a very strong period to where, based off of the shows that I personally watched on Netflix, they're recommending TV shows and movies with strong female-led characters. However, if you make it a point to, to, to put it straight in front of my face and then at the same time go out of your way to vilify the opposite sex, here's, here's a litmus test for you, okay? If you go and place a gender or a race into a statement and vilify a race or a gender, it doesn't matter. You can vilify men, you can vilify white people, and then take that statement and then replace that gender or race. If it sounds bad, guess what? It's bad no matter what the gender yeah. is or yeah. what the race is or the sexual uh, the sexual uh, preferences. Yeah. You know, I if I were to if if you were to see any TV show go and and from a protagonist standpoint talk about gay people talk about white, black people talk about women in a certain way people would be all over it, and rightfully so however you have to hold the same standards whenever you're talking about men white people you shouldn't be looking at people based upon race ethnicity um gender or sexual preference point blank period no, you're right. I, I I don't disagree with you, and I think I took the same thing away from the trailer as you did too. It's like, I I mean, I don't care my if my superheroes are gay, bi, binary, non-sexual, whatever you want them to be. But the bottom line is that's just who they are. But that's that's just that to me is not the premise of what these genres and what we're trying to put on the screen is about. And I think when you take, I find it offensive as a person that has lived and loved comics for a very long time, I find it offensive that this is a platform that now is going to be used to be able to, to push an agenda. To push this type of agenda. Now, and again, I'm, I'm like with Josh. I'm going to watch it because maybe that was, you know, I understand yes. we're in a different time, a different society. And, you know, is this going to draw more? I mean, maybe there, there are people who are saying, Let, let's play up the gay part of this because this is this is definitely going to get more viewers. But what they don't understand, though, if you want viewers, you're going to get it from people like Josh and I anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't go out to try to pull these other viewers in to say we have a very strong lesbian character. We don't need that. We know that she's a lesbian, and, th- and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just want I want my Batwoman to be an ass kicker. That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I want. Be but be based upon her own merits. Her merits. And don't use it as a crutch. And yes. I think that's what they're doing. This is a crutch and I don't like it. I just want yes. Batwoman to be Batwoman. Let Batwoman come out and be a badass. I think it would have been better to take Batwoman, have her come out, be a badass, and first off, don't even bring her on screen the way they did as i mean again stereotyping yeah as much as i as you don't want to do it you do it and and in this situation when you see her you automatically look at her and say oh she's probably gay yeah and people that don't know that batwoman's gay to begin with 
you're thinking, oh, we got a lesbian superhero. No, she's always been gay. Yeah. You know, let's understand that out of the get-go. I think it would have been more interesting to get viewers yeah. in, bring and her then, in, show her as a badass, yeah. then as her character develops, bring that complexity yeah. in. Because it it's an issue that she has to deal with yeah. her through the whole, her life, and who through, through, the, through the Batwoman's dealt with always. Yeah. And I think that that would make more sense because it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. I think it more resonates with people. And people understand that, you know, if you are this, if you are gay or if you are lesbian or whatever you might be, that you would be able to relate to a person to a degree, understand their struggles more, rather than this isn't Will and Grace. This isn't yeah. based on well the gay content in a so, sense. So I mean, this, I don't know I don't know if I'm if I'm an idealist or not on this. However, you know, I don't think that the average person bases their identity based upon one single part of them, right? You take you take somebody as a whole, they're a fully faint painted picture. You can't just you exactly. can't have them you can't have a self mural with only one color, right? No. So you know, have that as a part of her. You don't you don't have it start straight up in your face. Part of the tapestry of who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Start at the full picture and then you start to break down the fine details. Yeah. And I think and then use those character. I think building. that they could really do some strong pieces in that arc. Yep. That would be able to pull that out yep. and show that piece. Because those are the things that you see in the book. But I think you see that in the book to a degree, too, with like how she struggles with that to a degree at mm-hmm. times, you know? And I think it's important that they can portray that. But instead, they chose to put that in front of everything else. It was the court before the horse situation. Yep. And I think that really they need to really think about this a little bit more. And I think that as to, in the buzz that would come off of it, yeah, episode one, you can allude to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Variety starts talking about it. Somebody else picks yep. it up. Next thing you know, there's a buzz about it. You know what yep. I mean? Bring people in. Because that's the whole point. DC's this is episodically released. It's not like Netflix. You're not getting it every... You're not getting the whole series. Mm-hmm. Then you get people driving to the... And that's what DC needs to be doing. Looking from a business perspective. Well, I don't think it's DC doing this. I mean, DC, oh, this is CW. I'm CW. sorry. I but apologize. Yeah, I apologize. CW is, but still, even yeah. CW... But even still with CW, I mean, I get they get a little bit more of a hall pass because people are invested to begin with. But still, you have that piece that you can still bring more people in and make it more complex. Yeah. And I think, when, in a way, they've dumbed down the character. Yeah. And that's, that's a mistake. And that's just as bad as, like, dumbing down Batman, dumbing down Robin, dumbing down anybody. Yeah. You know, it's not just that. That's a component of who this person is. They've dumbed it down. They made it the forefront, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, again, what are you going to do with Batman? You're, oh, you're going to just say, "Oh, this guy has this. He has issues because his parents were shot." You know what I mean? That's just what you just talk about. That. Yeah. That's that's it. Look, there's so many other components to Batman. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't like it personally, but you know, I, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and and I respect other people's opinions. Yeah. However, whenever you you try to 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 point to to make it so prevalent what your opinion is and then to vilify everybody that disagrees with you i have a problem with it and i'm not saying you know there's there's been this there's been this um trend within marketing for um these types of things black panther within um uh, captain marvel to where they've marketed it a certain way and then the properties themselves have been completely different yeah so i'm willing to give it a chance um, to 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 say that maybe these are highlighted points, 
and which they've cho- the marketing team has chosen to highlight. Um, and then maybe the TV show is a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, However, just, just that line, that one scene yeah. we were talking about with the with the young fox coming in with her. I mean, just the way they worded it, they would have worded it differently. Like, and I need one that fits Other, me. Yeah. That great. Yeah, because that she's part of the bat family. Yeah, don't don't yeah, to me in a way that was almost a dis. That was almost a yeah. dis to Batman. And you know, I, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> nobody disses the nobody batter. disses the bat, yeah. right? So I took that in a different level, yeah. which probably is immature, but I just did. Yeah. But I mean, I can't help it. I mean, to me, it's like don't ever, ever yeah. question the bat. Ever. No, I agree. Ever. So. I, well, I think that horse is dead at this yeah. point. But, I think I think we pretty much shared our views on that one, but that's yeah. for sure. So, but um, I mean, you know, and again, nobody's perfect. I'm not saying that that I by any means am. I'm I'm definitely a hypocrite in this. I had a moment today to where I, I expressed my viewpoint. Um, uh, share your uh, viewpoint sure. with us, though, too. I mean, just yeah, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Share your viewpoint share with, with us. us. Um, and we'll be happy to discuss it and and then talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not going to berate you. We're not going to um, vilify you at any point. If you disagree with us, let us know. Um, we're more than happy to hear you out. Yeah. Um, you know, we may not come to agreement, but we'll, we'll at the very least, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. But just realize one thing when you go to an argument. The Batman's never wrong. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So we, we do have, um, speaking of Batman, we, mm-hmm. we, we've got a lot of stuff to discuss about Batman, too. Um, we have uh, Hush. Hush yeah. is... Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So Hush trailer, yep. um, the, the first trailer for Hush, which is uh, releasing on July 17th on it for digital download. Yeah. Um, and then Great early book. August um, for the Blu-ray and DVD release. So... Um, the the great book you, you know you mentioned it um you want to take us into a deep dive on that book what's what's it about well obviously um i don't i don't want to ru- yeah don't ruin it i don't want to ruin it for anybody but i mean you gotta hush is one of those those guys that is again so well done that he is such a challenge to the bat and any time that anybody can make a character or, or devise a villain that can truly challenge the Batman, that in and of itself is an achievement, in my opinion. And, yeah. and Hush, I mean, that... that oh, Hush does it. Completely yeah. does that. And um, the manipulation and, and just his, his the way that he progresses through the story and everything, it's, it's, just, it's really interesting because it's, again, presenting Batman... With different challenges that he hasn't always had to come in, in in face in the front, and then he's got this other dynamic where he's dealing with you know that 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 um, Catwoman thing too, you know, which they allude to in the trailer yeah. as well. And then you just throw in Poison Ivy on top of that, and the next thing you know, I mean, you got so many different complexities going on in there, and then, and then you know when you put your put yourself in the mind of of Batman. And you, you start, if you read enough Batman and you watch enough Batman, you start to realize in a way, like, how you start to think that you understand how Batman thinks. And as soon as you think that you understand that, you're wrong, mm-hmm. for one, okay? Because he is the smartest guy in the world. World's greatest detective, right? Yeah. So, 
Batman's. I, I think he's probably one of Batman's most challenging foes. You know, and that in itself should draw people to want to see this. Because the book, and I can't, I honest, don't watch this until you read the book. I just one of those situations where I want people to go read the book first, mm-hmm. then watch this. Because you will, you will appreciate this probably so much more. So I'm sure what they're doing with this is going to be great. Oh, yeah. But... I'm sure they're taking... This, I mean, it's an animated series, it's, right? And so so we, it's going to be panel yeah. to, to, to page type thing. But there's going to be pieces that you, as a reader, are going to pick up on in that book that you're not going to pick up on watching the show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you're going to find a sweet spot that's going to make you really, really appreciate things a lot more. And yeah. I can't recommend that enough. I mean, I've read Hush probably two or three times. Yeah. And it never gets old. It's just like so refreshing to read. Yeah. I mean, because as soon as I start to forget about it a little bit, it's like, you know, I introduced my son to Hush when mm-hmm. he started, like, he's a Batman. My son, of course, is a Batman guy. Well, yeah, of course. So I gave him the staples Killing Joe, you know, Hush, gave him, you know, and then, of course, he read Hush and he came and he actually read Hush. He was like, oh, are you kidding me? It's like, oh, yes. I'm not kidding you. That's that good. It's that good. It really is. And I talked earlier about the the um, talent of the individuals that are, that write these comics. They're not slouches. These guys could write books if they wanted to write books. They could. Oh, absolutely, yeah. They could. They choose this medium to convey their feelings and their storytelling, and this is the medium they chose to do it in. And I, I we are so lucky that we have people that choose to do this that are so creative and so good. And Hush is an example of that. And it, I'm telling, read it. Just read it. Mm-hmm. Just read it. Watch it. You'll love it. I, there's, uh, I, I can't see it missing. But again, no, we're just no. talking animated, so it's not going to be like it's, we're going to have numbers on this or anything like that. But, but it's a very good book. Yeah, Solid. I mean, and, and Batman's like, Batman has, I think, the the most stories that that play well with character they've got you know hush yeah. they've got corvals they've got um death in the family death in the family joke. they've got I killing mean, joke they've got the yeah. dark knight parts yes. one and two oh, and dark three. Knight is, oh that's an, uh, the dark knight is another yeah. one i mean i mean it's a lot i mean there's a lot that's, that's a heavy yeah. lift as yeah. far as like i tell you to read a book but that yeah. one though I mean, Hush just, is pretty thick too. So. Yeah, but not as thick as that. Yeah. It's not as thick as that one. But I mean, Hush is. But Hush is a page turner. I mean, I mean, it's a page turner. Hush is a page turner. The other ones really, really. I mean, they're they're all so good. And the, the, yeah. what you just hit on are like just so many nuggets of just mm-hmm. all oh, of yeah. them are so so good. But, yeah, exactly. Right. And, so I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things where like I don't think any other superhero that exists um, that has as much quality content yeah as batman i agree i agree and I, batman's not my favorite superhero i know he's not i know he's, he's I mine if no one yeah. knows right now i think you probably know by now but he is mine yeah, i just i i you know what you know what uh, what i like about batman too is that he's relatable yeah you know and that's what makes it so much more resonating when i read it, it too it's like he's so relatable in a sense and it's like you know it, you know when you're younger Oh, yeah, of course you want to be the billionaire playboy, too. That always yeah. helps, right? But you there's know? so much pain and anguish oh, yeah. and, and, you're going, and, and determination. And when you're a teenager, what are you going through? That. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. angsty, right? Yeah. You're you're, you're when you're a teen, teen, you're angst ridden. Yeah. You know, and then you have a guy that encompasses you, how you feel. Yeah. And then that makes him so much more relatable to you. And then mm-hmm. as you get older, maybe you're not angst ridden as much. But you're you're living that double uh, life. You're yeah, you're going to exactly. work. You've got the family. Yes. yes. You know mm-hmm. you you've at least got two different lives going on. Oh, of course. So it it relates. It's timeless. For it, it's timeless. It, it hits any part. He's got elements of them that hits any gener or any any stage of life. Yeah, and um, and, and you know what? That's the beauty of Batman. It really is because I started my kids off with Batman sixty six though. So, like, when I started my kids, I did the campy stuff, right? So we bought, well, my kids started on the New 52. And when New 52 launched, they also launched Batman 66, Mm -hmm. which that introduced all, like, the real campy characters. Mm -hmm. And and then we watched the, uh, all the Batman episodes, Mm -hmm. the Adam West episodes. Yeah, the 66 episodes. Then we watched the Batman movie. movie, You know, so he got... He had a baseline. He got a nice, strong baseline of just like because I grew up a little bit later. I mean, obviously a little bit later than the, the '66 stuff, but, but it's on still reruns. on reruns and yeah. still all that type of stuff. No, oh, I remember and, even as I, yeah. as I was a kid, they were they were still on reruns. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, I think that you know he, he's evolved as as you know someone that was born probably in the '50s. They probably have evolved with Batman from a Genesis and mm-hmm. have moved on. Yeah, Detective like Comics. With, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, onto the yeah exactly the Detective Comics. Yeah, and then they've they've evolved through the whole genre of Batman if they've stuck with him. And I tell you what, I wish that I could get a guy and start with something at the Genesis and then like grow with him for another thirty years because yeah. I envy those guys because we're catching up. You know what these yeah. people have already had. Yeah, there's... And it's like, I jumped on, obviously, in the 70s, you know, yeah. and I picked up and I went back and I, and I got all the 60s and stuff, which I loved, you know, yeah. and then at that point, you get into the 70s, 80s, you get a little bit, oh, Batman's Ooh. a little bit more, what's going on here? Little... And then now you get, you get a little darker, mm-hmm. you get a lot darker, you yeah. know what I mean? Then you get darker, and then they start switching, and he's evolving, and, and mm-hmm. I think that... You know, that, again, speaks to the quality of the writing and the intelligence of the people that are behind the characters. Yeah, absolutely. He started out as like a, um, uh, a dick, uh, what's his name? Um, he was like the original gumshoe. The, the, uh, oh, the, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. He started out as like a Dick Tracy type character yeah. that wore a mask and a cape. And then he, he gradually grew into something that was... Um, not opposite of it, but like a, a lot more complex than that. Like it, it, with um, with with a lot more feeling and, and a lot more personal in, um, investment than than what anything that close to what Dick Tracy could have gotten to. Or well, yeah, yeah. that was a horrible movie, by the way. Dick Tracy, bad. Yeah, Don't yeah. watch it. That's something they could do redo nowadays, and that would work well. You think? Yeah, I think they could do that. Maybe we'll care. Yeah, no, I think so. I think in today's day and age, uh, you, we just had an Archie TV show. You know. Yeah, but that was like a dark twist, though. No, yeah, I mean, do the same thing with Dick Tracy. You don't have to have. You can have like a law noir type of. Um, oh, if they, go, if they go L.A. noir type with him, that would really, really, really work well. No, yeah. they'd have to do it that way. It's the only way it would do it. Yeah, that's the only way it would do it. But yeah, 
that that one with with Beatty and Madonna. Don't watch yeah. it. Don't yeah. please everyone listening. Do not watch that. I'm saving um, you time. Uh, so we we talked about Death in the Family. Yeah. Um, they're releasing a Death in the Family TV show. I know we had talked about um, the uh, Under the Red Hood. They had uh, they had released the um, or they had followed up the end of the Red Hood with um, with the beginning or the or the beginning of the end of, Under the Red Hood with the end of Death in the Family. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other news on on a Death in the Family the movie? Did we already cover this earlier? Am I re- no, I think we're talking about the animated short that's going to come out. Yeah. Which I think they haven't really... They haven't really exposed that as much as yeah. they should. Because it's a critical piece. Yeah. It's a critical piece. I mean, I think that anybody that knows in the Batman universe needs to understand that and read that and, and appreciate it. Because yeah. it is, again, another great example of a phenomenal piece of work. And, um, but no, I mean, as far as that goes, they're doing the DC short on it, which I hope might lead into something else. I don't know. I'm trying to, I struggle with these DC shorts to see, again, like I said, I think they're just like, like tests to see like maybe what's going to stick, you know? And I think that if it sticks, then maybe we'll see something else after that, you know? Because they're not, they're not adverse to, like they even broached Batman, even though it was a uh, you know in a in a sequence a dream sequence they broached Batman in Titans, so they're not scared to approach the the bigger guys because they can do it they can do what they no, yeah, want absolutely, yeah they can do whatever the hell they want on DC universe yeah. so but it, they, it's they interesting the, they, it's interesting they dip their toes with lesser yeah. pieces and I think that they need to make sure that what they do isn't going to rock the world in a sense that it's going to be, you know, I mean, bringing Batman back to the small screen, mm-hmm. that's, 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 hard. Big. That's, yeah. a, that's big and it's hard, but can it be done? Sure. Yeah. It yeah, can absolutely. be done. Yeah. It can be done. I mean, th- those scenes in Titan where they brought Batman in the dream sequences back, they brought him back well. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, especially when they played him, you know, when he hit with the freeze gun. I mean, is that's Batman. Mm-hmm. He had Batman. That was Batman, right? I mean, he did. They they played him the right way. What, what Batman would have done in those situations, except Batman wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, met his demise. But uh, but again, it was only a dream sequence. So. Yeah. I mean, that was even... more about. That was more about furthering Robin's character than it was about Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, even even the the first couple of seasons of Smallville, that where what they did with Superman was is exactly what they could do today with with that type of character. Like you go and you play into the character. Yeah. Of it, you don't go and you don't you do as like a, a character type of piece. You can add in. You've got you definitely got the budget. For um, the action and things like that, but then you know, especially with Batman, you can do a detective series yeah. with Batman, which would be great, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Show that other side that that comes out in certain runs of Batman. Yeah, and do that piece because that's the Batman that I love. Yeah, that piece where he's piecing all the stuff together. Absolutely, and he's yeah. breaking everything down. 
you know, and again, of course, he has the assist of the back computer and everything else, but breaking yeah, do a crime but, drama with but that crime drama piece. Yeah. That is what I like. And of course, in between it, I want him beating people up. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know? have that. But but I mean but, that doesn't for a yeah. martial arts expert, a stuntman, mm-hmm. a, a good quality stuntman and mm-hmm. some um for a decent FX scene, uh, uh team, you know, for what they're doing with those um series now on on uh DC Universe and the the type of um yeah. uh money that they're pulling in like given a year from now you could definitely do that well yeah. i think the robin scenes and titan were great yeah yeah we talked about that before right the the scene yeah. where he like dragged the dude's face across the glass oh, the broken glass and everything yeah. it was great i mean and yeah. then the the smoke and the him you know where's batman they're looking over batman which is great because they play contextually right into the right show into it, yeah which makes sense but i mean and then of course i mean we talked again about the uh, evolution of how he's, you know, with the Nightwing character. Wait, did we even talk about the evolution of the Nightwing? No, we didn't talk about no. the evolution of the Nightwing character. I mean, obviously it's happening with the TV yeah. show. Um, I mean, they're, they're kind of leaning towards that. They're, they're, there's really... They've introduced uh, James Todd with it. Um, I don't know if they're going to introduce... Jason, Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, they're, I don't know if they're going to introduce uh, um, Damien after Jason or not. Um, but they're obviously going towards a... Um, a Red Hood, Nightwing, and then they'll have to fill in the Robin. Um, yeah, at some point. Yeah, well, I think that's. Um, I don't know. I like Titan so far. I like it. I liked it. Yeah. So with other Batman news, um, we do have some uh, new casting uh, for the Bat. Um, a younger Bat than what they have been uh, doing before. Uh, kind of post year one, um, they've got a rogue scholar built up for for this Batman, um, but a very young Batman. Um, they and they've casted um, Robert Pattinson for this role. That's all I have to say about that. I'm willing to give him a chance. No, he's, I'm not. I'm not. He's been in other things. He's Dude, um, anybody that's in like anything that's critically acclaimed, they're out. I don't know that you would put Twilight as critically clear. No, his other little shows he did after that. What? Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not taken away from Roder Patterson's Pattinson's yeah. work, but can, please, can yeah. I not have him? Can I have anybody else? Oh, they got a I'm, available. I'm available. <laughs> Completely available. Yeah. I may be old man Batman, but I'm available. Yeah. But I'm oh. just, like <laughs> speaking of which, when are they going to do the Michael Keaton, uh, old man Batman with a? That would be fantastic. With the Batman Beyond, that would be great. Yes, yes, that would be fantastic. Have have have, uh, dude, that would be so good. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. We definitely got the the. Um, the FX teams to be able to do that now. Yes. Or so he could do like a Batman, like full on Batman. And he could do it. He could do that. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he could do an old Bruce Wayne. Oh. Without yeah. question. Bring in a Terry McGinnis. Um, who, Dig I don't know who up. I, Huh? Dig her up. Where's she at? No, Terry McGinnis is the, the Batman Beyond. 
character. Oh, I thought you meant. The, oh, I thought you, I thought you meant Kelly McGinnis. No, Terry McGinnis. I thought you meant like another character in the show. I'm like, oh, no. okay, Vicky. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. Who'd you? I mean, even, okay, even so Robert Pattinson. I'm out. I'm out on that one. I'm completely out there. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Oh, and I'm not saying this Robert because Pattinson is yeah, bad. Pattinson is out for me. And I'm not saying it because he was in Twilight. Don't get me wrong. Twilight's what it was, and it was a obviously story. it was a very big, big thing, and all that stuff. And he has gone on. He has done some really good stuff, from what I've understood. I haven't seen any of it because I don't really watch the Sundance Channel or <laughs> anything else, or the Cannes Festival or whatever. So I'm not trying to diminish what he's accomplished in his career in any way. But I just, I struggle with saying that this is going to be Batman. And again, we had the same type of issue when we said, who's going to be Batman? And then it was Affleck. Again, Affleck was acceptable. You could, I could live with that one. But I cannot live with a Pattinson Batman, my opinion. I got other guys I think would be better. But Matt Reeves... The guy that's doing the Batman, mm-hmm. son of Chris Reeves, is all over this guy, all over him, loves him. Yeah. So it's not, it's obviously probably going to happen. It's not till twenty twenty one, but he's been a lot of stuff. Oh, I, but again, what have you seen that he's done? Lost City of Z. I was a Lost City of Z with the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. Netflix straight release. Yeah. It was good. Don't get me um, wrong. I, I've seen him in. I've seen him in uh, the big one. The the one that is notable for other than Twilight um, was Remember Me. No. Um, it was a drama. It was actually really good. Um, if you ever if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, definitely like touchy feely type of stuff. Mm-mm. However, um, very interesting movie. Very um, he 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 played good in that. Okay, well... Water for Elephants, which was filmed in my hometown. No, that was actually... I read the book, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, I read that book. Yeah. The book was really entertaining. Yeah. And I thought that he did play a good character, and that was with uh, Reese Witherspoon, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. But again, I saw no Batman qualities there. When Andrew and I were on our um, our wedding night um, over at the Chattanooga Choo Choo, he was actually staying there for was the it? movie, yeah, for huh. the Water for Elephants. Or Water for Elephants. No, that was a good book, and it was a good movie. And, um, I mean, that was all buzz for a period of time. It was a mm-hmm. big book, and it was a big movie. And um, that was one of his earlier works after Twilight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was It was in between Twilight, actually. It was, b- was it? between um, the second Twilight and the third Twilight. Yeah. So, again, I'm not discounting his abilities and his chops that he can act mm-hmm. and so forth. But I just don't... I don't see him as my Batman, and maybe it's just a bias on my own part. I don't know where my bias is coming from, but there's other people that I definitely could see being Batman before him. Yeah, who do you? Who would no. you pick? Um, there's a couple guys that I think that might. One that is, I don't even think he's really been mentioned much, which I don't think. I don't know what this guy did that makes Hollywood hate him so much, but the Lone Ranger, Hammer. Oh yeah, Ari Hammer. I mean, he—I don't know if he had a Me Too moment or if he had something or something happened with him. I don't know, but the issue is he would be a good Batman to me. 
Um, and as bad as the Long Ranger was, because it wasn't a great movie. No, it wasn't. That but it had. He did well in the movie, and I think Johnny Depp did well in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie was just. It was disconnected. It was just. It did not. It didn't. It just did not. The gel was not there for the movie, which is a shame because that could have been something that went on further, you know. And I and I like him. He's I think been he's in good. a lot of stuff since then. Like I mean, but yeah. nothing that. Well, he he did that one movie animated series. He's been doing a lot of voiceover work. He did the one thing where he was like the, the gay lover of the other guy that was in Italy or something. I forget what it was called, mm. but it was the guy that did the movie with Steve Carell. He was a drug addict on Netflix. Okay. Um, I forget his name now, um, but he's a real talent. That guy's a really talented actor, and he would be a kid that I would think that could play something like a character like the Flash or like the Ant Man or like one of those like smaller, slender type yeah. of guys. He would be really good in that. Like, I mean, we have a Spider Man already, but he'd have been a good Spider Man too. And yeah. you know, you, you obviously you would definitely have opinions on him. But um, when it comes yeah, to Spider Man, I wouldn't take anybody right now except for Tom Holland. Tom Holland's yeah. doing a great job. He's good. No, no, don't get me wrong. He's fantastic. But I mean, he kind of reminds me of Tom Holland to a degree. The same, like, you know, slender build guy, you know. But that's also the kind of thing that Pattinson reminds me of, too. Slender build dude. I mean, you know, Affleck put on a ton of weight and, and beefed up for the role of Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen with him. No, it's a younger Batman. I mean, the, the Affleck younger Batman was, was still ripped. No, but he wasn't as bulky as as an older Batman. He, you're talking about like a, a, a year one, just after year one Batman, versus mm. a Dark Knight type of Batman, and it's Dude. it's complete. It's a different build. Well, okay, we can we can get into the size of Batman at another time, but um, he's not my guy. I think I think Hammer could have been a good pick. I think. Um, um, Carl, uh, the guy that plays um, Bones on Star Trek, would have been a good pick. He played Dread. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, did you see Dread? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you can almost like see his actions. He has a mask on too, so you can see he would have been a decent pick, I think, too. And here, all right, here's my stretch guy. Ready for my stretch guy? I'm ready for your stretch guy. Okay. Poe. Oh, that's good. Poe. That's really good. Poe's my stretch guy. Yeah, Poe would work really well. Because, I mean, he's, I like I mean he's done, right? He's I mean, after Star Wars, he's done. Yeah, depending on what they... Well, yeah. He's done. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other people out there that I would have considered... You know who my guy is? Okay, give me your guy. I only got one pick. But Poe's really good. Um... I can think of right now at least one pick. Kit Harrington. Small, but I like it. No. He's a little dude though. But then uh, I mean he's pretty tall. He's he was no, uh, he's, well, he's, he's, he's skinny. No, he's little. He's how, short. How I mean he looks pretty big in Game of Thrones. Well, Daenerys is like five one. That's true. I mean it's it's all No, relative, don't get me right? wrong. I think I think I know, I like him. Five I like foot him eight. He's five foot eight. Five foot eight? Yeah. Okay. We can work with that. But um, I just, I, I can't see it, Josh. I can't see it. And please, I just, don't ruin the Batman for me. Mm. Just don't do it. I don't well, do it. Well, I mean, so when was the last Batman, I mean, besides 
um, the Christopher Nolan series. Yeah. What was the last Batman that you were actually okay with being Batman? You t- well, obviously you're going back to like Kilmer and you're going back to all the way back those guys. But after Adam West and excluding Christopher Nolan's Batman. Well, then I'm mean, gonna have to go Keaton. You're you're okay with Keaton? I was good with Keaton. But I mean, again, that's contextual in the time frame that we had. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, like, like, given the status quo of everybody that's played Batman, there seems to be a a consistent um, objection to whomever plays Batman. I don't think it'd be. A, I don't. Do I don't remember there being a strong objection. Affleck. I mean, well, yeah, there. Were, of course, there was with Affleck, but that didn't make sense to me completely because. When you think about Affleck, he naturally demonstrates some of the, like, Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. personas. And I think his Bruce Wayne persona in the movie was better than his Batman. But I think his Batman was still good. It's still good, yeah. But the thing is, the writing in Justice was so freaking horrible that anybody who played Batman would look like a fool. If I played yeah. Batman, I'd look like a fool. Well, we, we've talked about this too before, right? The writing the... that was so bad, dude. Dude, for, okay, I got I got to say this out loud because it's bothered me forever. The Justice League writing of Batman was so bad that they had no clue who that character was. First off, Batman is not jokey-jokey. The only time he jokes is said... Oh, which fist might I fight and put you in the face? You know, that's it. He doesn't he doesn't make quips. He doesn't make jokes. He shouldn't Batman, have been the comic relief of that. He yeah. is not comic relief. No. He's not comic and I'm, and they're lucky. Well, it's the they're whole damn thing about lucky the... that they salvaged Aquaman out of that. Yeah. That... Because he his yeah. his Aquaman, good. Justice League, bad. Yeah. But I mean, so, even even Aquaman with Injustice League was good. I mean, but that I think that has to do more with Jason Momoa no, than it does no, anything Aquaman else. Aquaman and Justice League was bad. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I disagree. Oh, I think that no. that Jason Momoa was able to salvage that. No, enough. I think he salvaged it with Aquaman. I think he salvaged it. I think with I think that Justice, Justice League was League. so badly done and so badly written. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. The I movie think was that horrible. there was the redeeming qualities. Of that, the only reason that Wonder Woman even stood on that was because it was her. That's it. She was the only, re- only redeeming quality of that movie. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else in that movie. It was horrible. I mean, and I love it. I mean, I, I again, I lined up day one to go see that. Of course, I did. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, that was a swing and a miss, and a swing and a miss so bad, it was ridiculous, and it and it was not so much. It was the writing was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we have the transition of whatever, the different people and all that stuff, but still, it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. And I think that they played Aquaman out. Aquaman's character that fleshed out in Aquaman is not the same character that you saw in Justice League. Similar, yes. Very similar. Very similar. Very similar. But they weren't exactly the same. Aquaman, again, was one of those characters that, as a kid, 
everybody made fun of. I made fun yeah, of him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Everybody made fun of Aquaman. Yeah. No one read Aquaman. Everyone made fun of him because he rode a seahorse. Yeah. Then we made fun of him. Yeah. That's what we did. Talks to fish. That's it. He was always the, the you know, the, the one. Mm-hmm. And they made him cooler. Yeah. Much cooler, obviously. And Momoa has embraced it and done a great job. Honest to God, Gil Godot, Wonder Woman, was the only only redeeming quality to that movie and the only reason that movie held up. And it's the only re- only reason that Batman versus Superman held up was because of her, too. Mm-hmm. That's it. Be- that's it. Because then that writing was bad. That was so bad. And they had those... And again, we talked about this before, how Marvel has been able to find that sweet spot and hit those different things and, and make those movies and, and include the humor and all that type of stuff. DC does not have to follow the footprint of Marvel. They can be their own people. They can be their, They can be who they are. And yes, you can have characters. Flash is the perfect character to bring in the humor. Infuse mm-hmm. that piece. Yep. Do those little things. Those characters built off of it. Exactly. You're completely correct. And that's what Flash did. And the thing is, is that they did not do that. They chose to spread that around. Don't no. spread that around. Yep. It's not... they. The Justice League is not the same as the Marvel Universe. Yeah. They're completely different. You have that piece. Get it. Got the Flash. Got that humor piece. But Batman's business. Mm-hmm. Batman's job in the Justice League is to always convince Superman this is what we need to do. Yeah, and you can you even know? bring in elements of that with Superman. You can bring in elements exactly. of that with like, but I'm telling the, you what, the humor piece, but never Batman. But I'm telling you, Wonder Woman saved it. And she say, and her movie was fantastic, really, really good. Loved Wonder Woman, and I think that eighty four is going to be really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really, I was upset when they cast her at first. And this is one of the situations. Okay, so I am right now sitting here on record poo pooing Pattinson, right? Yeah. They cast her, and I looked at her. as soon as they cast her, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. I went and I looked at her. I'm like, damn, that girl's thin. Because I wanted my Wonder Woman to be like, well, I, I wanted to, I wanted to have like a, like I wanted to have a Gina Carano. Or I wanted to have some type yeah. of a more muscular, muscular yeah. type of like ass kicking Amazon. Yeah. But you know what? She, the elegance and grace that she brought to it is the other piece of Wonder Woman that that muscular character that Drew has in that. Made me forget about. I don't need to be ripping biceps on Wonder Woman at this point because she did that point, and I think she really—that was their saving grace, and that salvaged those movies. And I think that Affleck really fell into poor writing. That's what he fell to, and I think Aquaman, because Momoa has a charisma and a personality, and he was an unknown, mm-hmm. he was able to pull himself out. Batman couldn't pull himself out. Batman's you have an expectation for Batman. Yeah. And when when they put that kind of crap on a page and then he has to act that out, he did the best he could with what he had. Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong, I don't think I don't think Affleck was bad. No. I don't think he was bad at all. I think he I think again, like I said, I think his Bruce a, presentation was better than his Batman presentation. It's it's a it, um Affleck fell victim to the character and the character the way that the character was written had less leniency on it than what Jason Momoa had for exactly for um Aquaman and and Aquaman needed a fresh new take and that's what they gave him 
And similar to what Thor went through after the Dark World, and everybody was tired of this. No, um, the Dark World, yeah. Yeah, everybody was tired of this uh, this Shakespearean Thor, and they they introduced humor, and it it works, and you know. And obviously, they they just ripped it completely out of the page for Ragnarok. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I just think there's other there's other people to consider. And, you know, Matt Before, Reeves. I look yeah. at Matt Reeves and I think, okay, what has he really done that's going to make me be like, ooh, that's great. He did Apes, Planet of Apes 1 and 2. Plan, yeah, he did. Two, uh, two and 3. Yeah, 2 and 3. Yeah. Cloverfield. Did you do Cloverfield? Yes. I don't know. I mean, I get your dad was Superman, <laughs> but does that make you, does that give you like a gold card? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it necessarily gives him a hall pass by any means, but, um, uh, you know, I, I don't okay, know. But, I'm give just... you, but it doesn't give you a hall pass, but you are right now, you're giving the mantle. You're giving the mantle to mm-hmm. DC. You're not giving yeah, not the just most Batman, important character, the most the, highest grossing character. Yeah, the yeah. Batman. Yeah. They're calling it the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. So. He, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not judging it yet. Give me a, give me a trailer. Give me, give me a teaser, and then give me a full trailer, and then I'll cast judgment. But I'm open right now to it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm optimistic to it, towards right. it. I'm gonna go on the limb. <laughs> I'm casting judgment. It's gonna yeah. suck. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. That's my opinion. I, I just don't think we I don't think we have aces in places. Yeah. I don't think we have them. I don't think we have them. I don't know what the storyline's going to be. I don't know like the I I know they're looking for a younger Batman. Mm-hmm. So I get it that you're looking at younger guys. There's another guy that they had mentioned too. Yeah. Um, um which I don't I didn't I don't have his name down here but it's um yeah. that guy which I don't know his work either. He's again younger guys. They don't these guys don't have a ton of work behind them. But that guy again, he's British. Can we please possibly get an American guy to play Batman? But anyways, um, that's an aside. Hey, we've had every this is the literally well I guess what what was uh what was um uh what was Chris Christian Bell? Is he is he British no, or is he he's Welsh. American? Oh, Welsh. Yeah, so I mean, besides Christopher or Christian Bell, he's the only other non-American to play Batman so far. Yeah. So far. I just hope they reconsider it. But I don't think they will. Again, I don't know the premise of the movie. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And um, I just hope that they... Uh, they do that. I don't think Matt Reeves' work behind him with Planet of the Apes like two and three and Cloverfield and all that type of stuff really bleeds over into this. I mean, Planet of the Apes was interesting and was fun to watch, but did was it really that? You know, Nicholas Holt is the yes, guy. yes, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take a look at a, uh, I mean, take a look at a couple shots of uh, Carl, uh, what's his name, Yursan, and the Dread uniform, and like you, if you watch Dread, which wasn't the best either, 
But, I mean, at least you see him in an action role with a visor on his, you know, kind of over his eyes and stuff, which is kind of cool. Like, it's not really a cow, but, it, you know, gives you gives you a sense. And, you know, I knowing that Star Trek's wrapping up, that guy needs work, so. But, again, he's too old. <coughs> if they're really going to go younger. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's a little too old. Dread came out three years ago, four years ago, and... Yeah. And he was within that age there. I mean, granted, I don't know how he's aged since then, but... Well, he's bones on Star Trek, so whatever you see him in Star Trek 1 and 2. Which, by the way, they pulled 3, and, and they're slowing back on that. They're trying to rewrite that. Because Star Trek... Wait, there was 1, 2... Was there 3? The one where Captain Kirk was riding the motorcycle, that was ridiculous. Well, there's, there's only... Two. Two. Yeah. So, Pine is... Not to get off on a tangent, yeah. but Pine as Captain Kirk, fantastic, fantastic choice. Yeah. You got Zachary Spock, you got this guy at Bones, you got mm-hmm. and you got the Simon Pegg as uh, Scotty. Great cast, really really good. But this last one where, where where Kirk was riding the motorcycle on the on the thing at the end of the movie, riding up the thing, that was ridiculous. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They kind of like really like I don't want to say jumped the shark on that one, but they really kind of pushed it too far. And I think that they step back now, and like they're they're holding back on the next Star Trek three, and they're going to rewrite that and do some more work on it. Which is thank God they do because they need to get back to like Star Trek one, mm-hmm. you know, which also had Cat uh, Cumberbatch in it. Remember? Um, he, he was yeah, because he was he played yeah. no, he was in two. Oh, two. Because he played uh, Khan. Khan. Yeah. Right. So that part was really good, but that that other piece on the, when they did the battle on the planet, that no, that didn't work. I tell you what, Cumberbatch is so good though. Mm-hmm. So let us know who you would have picked for Batman. Um, also, and, okay, I was just gonna say, and Josh and I are available for the picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we are an option. <laughs> Um, there's there's lots of uh, physical um, work that needs to be done for yeah. both of us, but I'm gonna put the work in if I have to do yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. If, I, if you tell me I'm gonna be Batman, yeah, I will do whatever you. Yeah, want I'll put the work in. Yeah. So um, yeah, but let us know who you uh, who you would have picked for uh, for Batman. Um, what will your casting choice be? Uh, make sure to like uh, the. The Facebook page um, and follow us on Twitter at uh, Force underscore Podcast. The um, we're still doing the giveaway um, whenever we hit a hundred subscribers on Facebook. So make sure to stay tuned for that. It should be happening uh, within the next few weeks. As soon as we get to the hundred subscribers mark, we will uh, we'll we'll get do that giveaway. Yep. Um, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Definitely helps us out. Um, until next time, this has been the Air Force Podcast.